Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, the 16th day of October. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. On Saturday night, a black Dodge Charger believed to be involved in the shooting death of Philadelphia police officer Richard Mendez was found in Philadelphia's Kensington neighborhood. Officials believe it is connected to the suspects involved in the incident and is linked to the case. The shooting took place inside a parking garage at the Philadelphia International Airport just before 11 p.m. on Thursday. Officer Richard Mendez and Raul Ortiz were shot while investigating a vehicle break-in. 50-year-old Mendez died as a result of the gunfire. Ortiz was hospitalized after he was shot in the arm and was released on Saturday. The reward for information leading to an arrest stands at $225,000. A 27-year-old man from Bear, Delaware, has been charged with kidnapping an 11-year-old girl. Uh, Police said that he met through a popular gaming platform. Police in Wayne, New Jersey, were called at about 6.45 in the morning on September 10th for a report of a missing child. She was found soon after. Police determined that 27-year-old Darius Maletwich w- met the victim while playing Roblox and transported her 135 miles from Wayne, New Jersey to Bear, Delaware without her parents' knowledge. She was 11. Uh, police did not say exactly how the girl was taken. Uh, Maletwich was extradited and is now being held in a New Jersey jail. He faces up to 30 years in prison if convicted. Roblox has more than 54 million users each day, nearly half of them under the age of 13. Roblox provided a statement to ABC News saying they reached out to law enforcement and are offering help. The statement continued to say, we work tirelessly to prevent grooming on our platform and have a team of thousands of moderators who enforce a strict set of community standards. You guys familiar with Roblox at all? No. Yeah. Jay- Is it the new... Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jay's, uh, play, Jay's played for a really long time. This was like his game that he played and it was, it was uh, at the beginning of like his gaming and I okay. was a little unsure... You know, mainly because for, of this. For stuff like this, yeah, yeah. This was the first one that he started to play. Um, you know, where he could play with friends and stuff like that. It's like uh, a, a Fortnite vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's scary because I mean, eleven years old. You, you know, they're on playing video games with their friends and look at this guy, hundred thirty yeah, miles from home. And you, as yeah. a parent, aren't there to to monitor what's going on if they're wearing a headset or whatever. Right, and right. It can you know you don't know what's going on. Yeah. <clears throat> Rite Aid filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection Sunday, a casualty of a miserable environment for drugstores exacerbated by its runner-up status to big chains and expensive legal battles for allegedly filling unlawful opioid prescriptions. The bankruptcy was not a surprise. Uh, its bigger rivals, CVS and Walgreens, are also facing many of the same problems. They, too, were closing stores as Amazon and big box chains like Walmart, Target, and Costco serve as more customer-friendly alternatives to nationwide pharmacy chains. But Rite Aid is in much worse financial shape than its competitors and unable to weather the storm that has been beating down on the industry. In that filing, the company said uh, it expected its losses would increase significantly in the past quarter, which is saying something considering it lost about three quarters of a billion dollars between March of 2022 and March of 2023 and another $307 million between March and May this year. I'm a little surprised because Rite Aids, are at least the ones that I go into, seem to be sort of um, supermarket hybrids. Like oh, they're, really? Like it's a, a pharmacy, little... but they've got, yeah, they've got 
Groceries. Little and stuff. grocery. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, over the past six years, Rite Aid has tallied near nearly three billion dollars in losses. The company said in a statement it had secured three point five billion dollars in financing and debt reduction agreements from lenders to keep the company afloat through its bankruptcy. It said it would accelerate its pace of store closures and sell off some of its businesses, including prescription benefit uh, provider Elixir Solutions. Bankruptcy uh, could also help resolve the company's legal dispute at a vastly reduced cost. In sports this morning. lost their first game of the season falling to the New York Jets 20-14 to last night at the what Meadowlands. Brees Hall ran for an 8-yard touchdown with a minute 46 remaining. One play after Tony Adams intercepted Jalen Hurts and the Jets erased an 11-point deficit and held on for the win. Hurts finished 28-45 for 280 yards and a touchdown to DeAndre Swift, but he tied a career worst with three interceptions. Jeez. The Eagles are back home this weekend and will host the Miami Dolphins on Sunday night at 8-20. The Phillies are back in the National League Championship Series for the second straight year and will play the Arizona Diamondbacks, who are making their first trip since 2007. Game one is tonight at the ballpark, and Zach Wheeler will get the start for the Phillies, while Zach Gallen will pitch for the Diamondbacks. The first pitch is scheduled for 8.07. Fans who are going to the game are encouraged to arrive early or take public transportation to all games and events at the sports complex this week. The ALCS began with the Texas Rangers shutting out their interstate rivals and uh, the Astros. 2-0 last night in Houston. Jordan Montgomery pitched five ball over six in the third innings. Leody Tavares provided a two-run lead with a home run in the fifth, and the Rangers remain perfect in the postseason at 6-0. Game two is this afternoon in Houston at 437. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We do indeed welcome you to a Monday morning. Hopefully the weekend was uh, fruitful, enjoyable, all yes. those wonderful things. We have new stuff for you all set to go. New Word of the Week prize four pack of tickets and a photo op with John Cleese for his show mm-hmm. An Evening with uh, the Late John Cleese, which is going to be Wednesday, October 25th. We had such a great conversation with him. That's cool. He's going to be in town. You'll get to meet him if you do win the Word of the Week prize, so get yourself set for that. Uh, we have several things happening on the program this morning. Uh, a reminder, this is the final week of Crumb Bum Cash. Whoa. Uh, from what I understand, that's what Pierre said on Friday. I haven't been paying close enough attention, but I'll, I'll take his word. Uh, nothing uh, happens that. unless Pierre is aware of it here. That's that's right. So, <laughs> finger on the pulse all the time. 8 and 10 a.m., your first shot with us, so don't miss out on that opportunity. We have a few people stopping by. Making good on his word. John Brazier will be here this morning. Yes. Uh, he, he has been stopping by during this whole postseason to remind us of exactly what's going on at the ballpark and what you can expect and what time you want to be there and all the activities that are taking place outside of, obviously, the game at an 8.07 p.m. start tonight. <laughs> uh, so we'll talk to John. He's going to pop in. Then we have a guy that has a, a tie in with what's uh, up at the Phils, too. His name is Nick Picone. Uh, he's the editor of PhillyInfluencer.com. Nick booked this because there's a couple videos that he made that have gone viral. Yes. Uh, it's used uh, some, he's used some AI to use Jim Gardner's voice to call Bryce Harper's <laughs> three-run dinger, uh, as well as uh, Harry the K. Yeah. Uh, and and it's interesting. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to him. It all ties into the Phils and what's going on. We're excited about that, obviously. Uh, we also have joining us uh, via 
resume today. Ari Shafir. Yeah. Uh, the Wrong Side of History Tour is coming to town on Saturday, October 21st. So this coming Saturday at Parks Casino. So Ari's been here in our studio and we've had him on for years. He's great. Uh, we'll talk to him. And then our good friend John Dorenzi. Uh, you may not know, but if you've been to any of our parties, you have been influenced by John yeah. Dorenzi because he supplies the beer at these events. He does. Uh, John is in need of a kidney. He's in need of a living donor. And we are going to have him stopping by and also the administer the uh, clinical operations administrator of Gift of Life. A guy named John Edwards is going to be in here. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, organ uh, transplants and donations and things like that. And this event coming up uh, with John down the road. But John's a long, long time dear friend of the show. And we're going to uh, pop him on this morning and see how he's doing. Excellent. So we have a lot uh, yeah. to get to. I'm sure there's more than that. And I've missed some of it. But we'll, uh, you know, we'll put it all together as we go along. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. The entertainment report. Oh, man. A, a big name in the sitcom world passed away. Yeah. Uh, we'll dive into that as well as a few other things that took place celebrity-wise and super question. That's coming up next, so hang out with us on this Monday morning. We'll make it go a little easier for you if we can. Stay put. It's a scientific fact. People like free shit. And at WMMR.com, you can find out how to score yourself some of that, like concert tickets, autographed gear, and even cash. Become an MMR VIP to get extra chances to enter online at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 20, Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoopin' and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The prize we're going to give away for the super question this morning is a VIP four-pack of tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House on Main Street in Maniac for this Saturday. And the question, I have a astronomy question for you here. How many phases of the moon are there? How many phases of the moon? Yeah, 215-263-WMMR. Call if you know the answer. How many phases of the moon are there? Let's see if you know the answer to that. I'll go through birthdays while we wait for that phone call. Today being the 16th day of October. We'll start with the big ones. Really cool when we had a chance to have him in our studio several years ago. Tim Robbins. Oh, was that a great interview. His birthday. He was such a nice guy. He was totally chill. He was hanging out. He was enjoying us, uh, giving us the range to fanboy a little bit. Yeah. And uh, just could not have been nicer. Oh, my God. You're right. He's he's got a very small role. (laughs) 
Yeah, Top Gun. Of all of his credits, yeah, yeah. Casey picks Top Gun to play the music to. I love it. I believe we're going to have some pretty cool video slash audio involving Tim Robbins and the Shawshank Redemption at some point this week. Excellent. Ah, very yep. nice. We'll let you know when that well, He's happens. a big fan of our show. He'll do anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bull Durham, Mystic River. I mean, just movie after movie. Uh, 65 years old. Today. Hey, Howard the Duck, right? Uh, yes, Howard the Duck. Another classic from him. Um, we also have Kelly Martin, who was on Life Goes On. I always liked her. Becca. And she also had a turn on ER as well. That's right. Uh, she turns 48 years old today. Case, do you see this one right I do. here? I do. Okay. Michael Balzeri has his birthday Good. today. Huh. Michael Balzeri goes, Balzeri goes by another name, and that would be Flea. Basis for the Red Hot Chili oh, Peppers. That's okay. what I was pointing to. Oh, I thought you were pointing to the one that... Uh, Below that? Oh, uh, no. The, okay. the second one down, I thought you were pointing to that one. I'm going to get to that later yeah, on yeah, because yeah, yeah. she died. So oh. we'll do that in a little while. I'm, I'm holding off on but that. Flea's but alive. Uh, Flea is alive. Yeah. <laughs> he is indeed alive. and uh, He's known for music primarily, Not correct? only that, but you know what? He pops up in acting roles from time to time. Let us not forget... That he was the tattoo artist in Son-in-Law, starring Pauly Shore. Yes, he was. Uh, actually, he's been in a bunch of movies. Uh, he does some acting uh, every now and then. Um, I don't have his list of credits, but I, every now and then I'm like, oh my God, that's Flea. Back to I, the Future. The che- uh, oh, yeah, right. Back to the Future? Back to the Future 2. He's uh, uh, Marty's boss. The yeah. Chase, was he? Was that the one where I he, think he the, might have been in the Chase uh, case? Because yeah. that's uh, Charlie Sheen Charlie and uh, Sheen, Kelly yeah. Swanson, and he's Freaking like right. a crazy driver. Crazy and Driver. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Flea played Crazy Driver. Yeah, it's not a very good movie. Uh, interesting character, nonetheless. And uh, amazing bassist, obviously. And one of the most dynamic showmen on stage. He goes Absolutely. crazy. Uh, he turns 61 years old today, Flea. Uh, it's also Bob Weir's birthday today. Uh, of course, The Grateful Dead. And uh, all the Grateful Dead spinoffs and side projects. I've, I've written down Rat and Dog as one of them, oh, but it's an industry unto itself that I'm not familiar with, like Kingfish nah. and Bobby and the Midnights and the other ones. I've heard of the other ones. The latest version of the Dead I saw this summer at the ballpark, and essentially it was uh, Bob Weir and John Mayer do their tribute to the Dead. And okay. I, I don't really mean that in a disparaging way. Like those guys are both talented musicians, but it, it was mostly them. And you were, and John Mayer is an incredible musician, and so it was cool to see both of those those guys up on stage. Nice, happy 76th birthday to yeah. Bob. Weir. And his very beautiful daughter, by the way. <laughs> Stunning. Uh, so, happy birthday. Uh, we also have uh, C.F. Fred Turner, bassist, singer for Bachman Turner Overdrive. Overdrive. Ladies and gentlemen, Bachman Turner Overdrive. And I think it was just Randy Bachman's birthday a week or two ago. And I guess they both are right around 80 years old. And I'd thrown this out. I, we were talking about it. And you guys were telling me they're going to tour. They're touring. Yes, they are. 80 Which years is amazing. Old. That's the best, yeah. man. If they can still do that, more power to you. win. Good for you. So happy birthday to Fred Turner, who is 80 years old today. Uh, actor Barry Corbin, yeah, uh, who you've seen in a bunch of stuff. War Games. He's the, the general, uh, the chiefs of staff. Chief of staff. I guess uh, Northern Exposure, Maurice Menefield, uh, and was it Dukes, the Dukes of Hazard movie that he was? Was he Boss Hog or no? I don't Boss Hog was Burt Reynolds. 
in the Dukes of Hazard movie. In the movie? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, he he was on the Dukes of Hazard. I guess it has him credited here uh, as that at one yeah, point yeah. or another. But he's got a very recognizable voice. He was do, he's done some voiceover stuff as well. Was but, it Burt Reynolds or was Burt Reynolds the he played a, a slimy senator in that movie? Strip cheese would he did more. yeah 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 I don't know Nick can you look up the IMDb of uh, for some reason I'm thinking he was in um, a Dukes Barry of Hazard Corbin and see if he was I'm in the Barry Corbin in the uh, movie or the, the museum TV show. yeah the uh, museum to Barry Corbin uh, yeah Hazard 2005 he was Mr Pullman okay oh, uncredited Mr. Pullman. uncredited okay. Mr Pullman yeah. there you go uh, but he's in that that. Uh, Scorsese movie that just came out called Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, no good, kidding. Great, great reviews. Yeah, he has a role in that. Stevie plays an undertaker. Huh. Okay. Uh, Does it get really uh, roles that have names? Barry Corbin is 83. Then we have Wendy Wilson. Wilson! Of Wilson Phillips, daughter of Brian Wilson, sister of Carney Wilson. And uh, she is celebrating her 54th birthday today. So Wilson Phillips is a is an absolutely legitimate... Um, guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Me too. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, yeah. come on. This is one that I, uh, when we used to play iPuss, like this would be on my list of, I would have to turn this down if any other guy heard me listen I'm to sorry. it. I'm sorry. Hey, guys, listen to it proudly. It also is responsible for a great end credit sequence for Bridesmaids. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. This is true. Yep. Uh, so she turns uh, 54 years old today. And then uh, a fella who lives in our area celebrates a birthday today. It's Bryce Harper's birthday. Hey! And all he gets is to go to the National League Championship <laughs> Series for his birthday. Uh, he's got to work on his birthday. But I'm sure he'll be stoked to do it. So hopefully, you know, some birthday dingers would be nice. We'll see. He turns 31 years Phenomenal. old. Today. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yep, most definitely. So if you see Bryce today, tell him we said happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Hey, right. the, the fellers on the radio said it's your birthday. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, see if we can get an answer to the super question this morning. We need to know how many phases of the moon there are. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Mike B, who's online. Yo, Mike B, good morning. Hey, good morning, you bitches. Good morning to see you, bitch. (laughs) All right. Hi, Mike. How many phases of the moon are there, Mike? Would that be eight? There would be eight. Yes. Hang on a second. Waxing and waning. All right, Mike. What not? Going to give you a four pack of tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House on Main Street in Maniac this Saturday, October twenty first, featuring over fifty scare actors, live scare actors, uh, production quality sets, props, and special effects. Plus, you can learn more about the serial killer Victor Kane's secrets in Maniac and tickets and information available at LincolnMillHaunt.com. Uh, at the box office, we'll start with that man. As you would imagine, Taylor Swift killed it. Oh yeah. Made nearly a hundred million dollars at the oh box God. office. Hundred million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Ninety-seven was the final total I saw. And they were charging, I, I believe, like uh, like thirty bucks a ticket for some tickets. My oh, friend I don't paid know. twenty a ticket. She bought two tickets. Yeah, it was forty bucks. Uh, uh, the showing was so late that her kids didn't make it. So. Oh my God! <laughs> Meaning they fell asleep or <laughs> they just didn't go? They just didn't yeah. go. No, yeah, they didn't make it. It was late. Was it was it, like a ten thirty show. Forty eight oh, wow. minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's concert level. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter went last night. Uh, sh- I guess the showing is at the nine thirty. They, they don't have school today. Oh, uh, but uh, it was funny because she was going in. 
just like a regular like PJs and sweatshirt or whatever. And like, aren't you going to go dress up? Like people are dressing up for this thing. You know, people are standing up and it's not like your normal movie going experience where you just sit there and watch the movie. Like people are up and dancing and singing and shouting and, and jumping and twirling. Did you end up getting dressed up? No. Okay. No, no. Sure. You were dressed up. I was dressed up. <laughs> you went to it? No. Okay. <laughs> no, Steve just said that, and I agreed with him. All right, so Taylor Swift. better agree with him then. <laughs> the Eras, Don't fight me, man. You're going to lose. <laughs> the Eras Tour uh, was number one, followed by Exorcist, The Believer, Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie, Saw, X, uh, The Creator, A Haunting in Venice, uh, The Blind was number seven, followed by The Nun 2, Equalizer 3, and then Dumb Money rounded out the top ten. Do you know what the Taylor Swift movie, when, they, they, when it ended? up they all the other movie companies were watching to see where they were going to place it because they wanted to get their inventory out of the way really that, yeah they're like no i we, believe it yeah well we're going to start off with sad news suzanne summers passed away uh she died on uh well yesterday morning uh and today would have been her 77th birthday Aww. so she passed right before her birthday yep uh she's uh, according to her uh longtime publicist uh, Corey Hay, he wrote, uh, she survived an aggressive form of breath can- breast cancer for over 23 years. Said that you know she-, she didn't do chemo? She refused to do chemo? I did not know the that. The fact that she was able to hold it in abatement for that, that long, long using, well, she was she a, used to, a very healthy lifestyle. That's what she used, yeah. how she ate instead of um, doing the chemo. She was really, I, my, my girlfriend texted me last night. She goes, hey, don't you remember the Suzanne Summers diet? And I had completely forgot. We did whatever her diet was. She had a book and it was like yeah. eating the food groups in like certain orders throughout the day or something like that. But apparently her and I did this in college and we followed the Suzanne Summers diet. But she was did very... Did you have a master? Uh, we didn't have a thigh oh, yeah. master, but we did do her, her exercises. Um, but she was very into her health and that was the uh-huh. reason she didn't do chemo. She, she said it was like putting poison into her body and it was just completely opposite of who she was and she couldn't do it. Right. Uh, she was uh, surrounded by her husband, Alan, her son, Bruce, and her immediate family. Her family was gathered to celebrate her 77th birthday, October 16th. Instead, they will celebrate her extraordinary life and want to thank her millions of fans and followers who loved her dearly, according to the statement. Uh, a private family burial will take place this week and a memorial will be held in November. Uh, prior to her birthday, she had told People Magazine that she was looking forward to spending the special day with her loved ones. Uh, in the same interview, Alan uh, Hamill, her husband, uh, who wed her in 1977, praised his wife's resilience ahead of their special day. Uh, he said, Suzanne, I just uh, and I just returned home from the Midwest where she spent six weeks of intensive physical therapy. Even after our five decades together, I still marvel at Suzanne's uh, amazing determination and commitment, he said. Uh, they She had shared that her breast cancer had returned uh, for the first time since her first diagnosis in 2000 in an Instagram post in July. So it had resurfaced mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, then, wow. and she was fighting it. Uh, obviously, in addition to her iconic roles as uh, Chrissy Snow on Three's Company and Carol Foster Lambert on Step by Step, she also starred as Sheriff Hildy Granger yeah. in She's the Sheriff. I vaguely brief, remember brief that. Brief series, yeah, I remember that one. Uh, she was also known for her books. Uh, she penned over 25 books and was a New York Times bestselling author and uh, for her health and beauty business ventures, namely the Thigh Master exercise equipment as well. And of course, American Graffiti. She was the blonde in the car that Richard Dreyfus falls in love with just on sight. Uh, and so they, you know, that was the beginning of it. We, we have a collection of, uh, some clips pressed and one of them is a collection of Chrissy moments from Three's Company. All right. Let's play that. Well, this is typical getting a girl pregnant. Only a man would do a thing like that. 
We'll invite him up here. When he gets here, we'll we'll butter him up, flatter him, and treat him like he's one of the family. He's right. A member of your own family can't raise the rent. It'd be like um, the incest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, this is her talking about um, what she's learned yeah, over the years. This is what life taught her. All right. The most valuable thing I figured out about who I am is that I am not perfect. I tried so hard my whole life to be perfect. I'm not perfect. It's such a relief. I'm just like all of us. And um, I make mistakes. I learn from my mistakes. Uh, in fact, it's the, all the negatives in my life have been my greatest learning lessons. I remember, I think it was just... It might have been for her 75th birthday or something like that. She posed in some kind of... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. Was, yeah. Was, yeah. Was, yeah. In, in a bathtub, yeah. wasn't yeah. she? Yeah. She was, she was out also, I think she was out in like a field, too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 We had her on a number of times. Yeah. So, uh, 77 years old. Uh, she lived a full life and, and had a lot of great things happen, but it's obviously yeah. sad to see her go. I got to say about the, the, the husband, Alan Hamill, years ago, I used to think he was kind of douchey. And then throughout the years, um, like he really... Stuck by her, and yeah. and when times were lean for her, I mean, they they were you know good for him. I mean, yeah. he he obviously a, a better person than I originally thought. The family of Mary Lou Retton, the uh, gymnast, says that she is making remarkable progress in good. her battle with a rare form of pneumonia that landed her in intensive care. Uh, McKenna Kelly, one of her four daughters, posted an update on Instagram Saturday that said the 55-year-old Retton's breathing is becoming stronger and her path to recovery is steadily progressing. Uh, though it's a lengthy journey, witnessing these improvements is incredibly heartwarming, she wrote, and she's uh, beginning to respond to treatments. The family disclosed earlier this week uh, that Retton was fighting for her life life and unable to breathe on her own after being diagnosed with pneumonia and donations poured in to a fundraiser the family set up to help offset her medical expenses after the family said she didn't have medical insurance uh, there have been more than 7,500 donations totaling over $415,000 that's awesome by the way. It, it, you feel good when you do stuff like that I remember I uh, I helped out this guy who helped out this this woman who got stuck uh, she was by one of the casinos oh, and, yeah, uh, right? yeah and uh, <laughs> ran out of gas ran out of you heard the story I I heard yeah, this yeah, story. Yeah, $20. I remember this. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Um, how does she not have medical insurance? I don't know. That and there have been, there's been pe- people were questioning, you know, that online about, you know, this whole yeah. crowdfunding thing when she has been a very successful, you know, business person. Yeah, I read of, like she lives in a $2 million home. And yeah, I don't, I don't know. She, I don't think she lives there anymore. And okay. um, she's lost a lot of money since she got divorced. And perhaps okay. uh, when she got divorced, she also lost her health insurance. So Possible. That, that was back in uh, 2018 that she got separated mm-hmm. and Casey should not live in that house anymore. Uh, so uh, she's doing better apparently. Good. So we'll see. Uh, Will Smith shared his reaction to all the details revealed in Jada Pinkett Smith's new memoir titled Worthy. One of the many things uh, that the actress writes about is the fact that the pair have been secretly separated since 2016. We covered that last week. Um, so he said in an email, he told the New York Times uh, that the book kind of woke him up a bit and he feels that uh, Pinkett Smith is more resilient, clever, and compassionate than he'd understood. He said, when you've been with someone uh, for more than half your life, a sort of emotional blindness sets in, and you can all too easily lose your sensitivity to their hidden nuance and subtle beauties. The hell is that me? I'll tell you that he got his head all twisted up, and I I think from the beginning, he clearly was far more into her than she was into him. What are these clips that you have, Steve? Uh, the clips are of her talking about her. Sh- what really shocked her uh, with the Oscar slap. 
Okay, let's do that oh, one. Okay, yeah, that case one? down. Okay. Clip two. Here we go. And Chris looks to me and he says, Jada, I meant no harm. And Will's still talking. He's like, oh. he's still, because now he's mad because Chris is talking to me. And I go, Chris, this is about some old sh- That's all I could think to say, yeah. right? And I couldn't really take in his apology. So that was, a, so that, okay. So uh, Chris Rock had walked over to the side of the stage, apparently, and there was this exchange we never saw. Uh. And, and apparently Will had been aware of the fact that Chris Rock had called when he perceived they were splitting up initially years ago ah. and asked about, so there was bad, bad mojo. It asked on. about maybe, you know, what yeah. their relationship was because he was interested in dating Jay. Exactly. Okay. All right. Um, and then uh, this was sad to see, too. Um, actress uh, Piper Laurie. Yeah, uh, best known for her roles in uh, Carrie and Twin Peaks and The Hustler, has died. She was ninety-one, so she, she good life, very full life. Uh, the three-time Oscar nominees manager confirmed the news on Saturday, describing Laurie as one of those remarkable and versatile actresses of her day, a brilliant and creative mind, and a glorious human being. Uh, she made her big screen debut. Uh, when she was a teen uh, in the Ronald Reagan-fronted comedy Louisa. <laughs> uh, she continued to find on-screen success over the next uh, five years. And Would you she, like to pet my monkey? Uh, she worked with uh, Rock Hudson and uh, and Tony Curtis and several others um, and offered to star as pool shark Eddie Felson's girlfriend in The Hustler, which, of course, starred Paul Newman, uh, was uh, her award for... It was an Academy Award-winning role for her. Uh, she earned her first Oscar nomination. She didn't win. I'm sorry. It was an yeah. Oscar nomination. Uh, but that was in 1961. Uh, and she wouldn't appear in another film until 1976. She took a long break. And that's when she played Margaret White, the domineering religious fanatic mother of Carrie. They're all going to laugh at you. That was her uh, in the horror film Carrie. Uh, her terrifying performance in the Brian De Palma classic is, had not only secured Laurie a place in the annals of horror history, but also her second Oscar nomination. Oh, wow. Uh, her third and final Oscar nomination for her role in the 1986 drama *Children of a Lesser God*. She won. Uh, she won that. Uh, I think she won for that one. Uh, she won an Emmy Award, or no, I'm sorry, but she just nominated three times. She might have been just nominated. Yeah. Um, so she won an Emmy Award that same year for her performance in uh, the television film *Promise*. But it's like they say, just being nominated is losing. Uh, and she also uh, is beloved for her performance as Catherine Martell in Twin Peaks, which she won a Golden Globe in 1991. Yeah, she's great. So, yeah, she was in tons of stuff. Her performance as Carrie's mother, though, oh, was man. just amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted the, the worst maternal situation, yep. I mean, she's the epitome of it. And she's even more horrific because in her mind, she's doing right for Carrie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, so she'd uh, been in a lot of other roles like uh, Frasier, Will and Grace, ER, Touched by an Angel, MacGyver I, even. I think she was actually in, she was uh, a movie, I think it was called Tim, and, and Nick, if you could check this, it, it might have been the first bit movie that Mel Gibson appeared in. Really? She was... So late 70s, you think, Steve? Um, yeah. Early yeah. 80s, something or, like that? Yeah. Okay. Um, and also, uh, her final on-screen performance was as a grandmother in the Matthew McConaughey-led film White Boy Rick in oh, 2018. Yeah. So she worked for, you know, a very, very long time. Yeah, Tim came out in 1979, and uh, she was one of the stars, along oh. with Mel Gibson. Yeah, they, Gibson. they have, like, a little um, romance. All right. Um, so... 
this one, not somebody passing away, but wrapping up their career. He's hinted at it before, but now it seems that Michael Caine is officially hanging up his coat on his acting career due to the lack of good leading roles. Uh, the British double Oscar winner, aged 90, told the BBC on Friday that his latest movie, The Great Escaper, will be his last outing on screen. He said, I keep saying I'm going to retire. Well, I am now. I'd like to see him... Go out with one big action movie. <laughs> he said, "I've." He said, "I've figured I've had a picture where I've played the lead and had incredible reviews. What am I going to do that will beat this?" He added that the scarcity of leading roles for a man his age had factored into his decision. He said, "The only parts I'm uh, liable to get now are ninety-year-old men or maybe eighty-five. <laughs> he said they're not going to be the lead. You don't have leading men at ninety. Uh, you're going to have young, handsome boys and girls." So I thought I might as well leave with this. He always so he would be in in incredibly uh, you know uh, top level films with top level mm-hmm. scripts and directors, but he was not beyond taking Jaws: The Revenge and yeah. movies like that now yeah. and then as well. Uh, his words bring down the curtain on an extraordinarily enduring career lasting seventy seven years and accruing one hundred and seventy six IBM IMDb credits to his name, including two Oscar wins for Best Supporting Actor for Hannah and Her Sisters in eighty six and the Cider has House Rules in 99. By the way, when he won one of those Oscars, he was awake, could not accept it in person because he was shooting Jaws the Revenge. Oh, oh no kidding. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, the Great Escaper, the most recent role, sees him star as real-life Bernard Jordan, a war veteran who left his care home on the British South Coast without telling his wife or carers uh, to attend the 70th anniversary of D-Day commemorations on the Normandy Coast. He co-stars with the late Glenda Jackson, who died soon after completing the film. And just for fun, I have Marissa pull this audio. There is there's this exchange that cracks me up. It's from a show with Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon, and they are doing their Michael Caine impressions right, right, for each yeah. other. And so I just, right. I love this. I want to play this audio. So they're at a, uh, they're having lunch and, and they're going back and forth about who does a better impression. And it's just great. Well, broadsheet journalists have described my impressions as stunningly accurate. Well, they're wrong. I've not heard of Michael Caine, but I assume it would be something along the lines of, my name's Michael Caine. That is where you are I, so wrong. And you can look at my live video that's, that's, proof that's, because that's, I, that's the do, very thing I don't do. What, I do, say do, that he do, used to talk do, like that. Do you, Michael Caine? Okay. I say, Michael Caine used to talk like this in the 1960s, right? But that has changed. And I say that over the years, Michael's voice has come down several octaves. Let me finish. And all of the cigars <laughs> and the brandy don't let me finish can now be heard. Okay. In a, I've not finished in the back of the voice and the voice now we are still not finished the voice you're panicking I've, you know, because you look stop. like you're about to bloody talk <laughs> let me finish right so Michael Cat's voice now in the Batman movies and in Harry Brown I can't go fast because Michael Kane talks very very slowly <laughs> Right. This is how Michael Caine speaks. Michael Caine speaks to his nose like that. He gets very, very specific. It's very like that. When he gets loudly, it gets very loud indeed. It gets very specific. It's not quite nasal enough the way you're doing it, all right? You're not doing it the way he speaks. You're not doing it with the kind of... And you don't do the broken voice when he gets very emotional. When he gets very emotional indeed. She was only 16 years old. She was only 16... You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. 
That's Michael Caine. <laughs> He's got such a distinct voice. He does. What is That's that so from? distinct. Uh, it's from a show, Nick. I've forgotten the name of it, but it's on the BBC. Okay, so it's, they're, they're not actually arguing. That's a, They're having yeah, fun. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right. yeah, it's from a show. Uh, the Trip? Yeah, it's from The Trip. Yeah, yep. it's up there on the screen. Uh, the... Um, uh, the funny thing is, Michael Caine's had that accent, that pronounced accent, which he he dealt with, and you know throughout his career, his first movie, his big major movie, was playing sort of an effete uh, upper class Brit. Yeah. So, which was totally alien oh, to him in a yeah. movie called Zulu. Okay. So he's like one of these guys. Okay. Playing completely against his type. You know, a guilty pleasure of his. You talk about movies that he would he would take on is uh, uh, Victory. Oh, with the Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. I just love that movie. <laughs> I can't understand you. Soccer ball. You got a football. And there's going to be some difficulty. Yeah. Paley um, was in that movie too. Paley was great. Yeah. I, you, that, uh, listen, I dig that movie. I enjoy that movie. Mm-hmm. How many uh, times does do they in, in that when he does the bicycle rainbow kick or whatever? Oh, they show it like five <laughs> times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five? I, I don't feel know. like they show it like a thousand like times. A it's it's like so a billion. Cool. It was like a billion times. I didn't even know that. Yeah. It was like a billion. He was there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a very weird story. And I know that um, uh, a lot of people uh, find the, the movie Sandlot to be a treasure. Well, one of the actors in it, um, Marty York, who played Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. His mother was murdered <gasps> recently. Whoa. And the search is on for the suspect. The um, uh, county sheriff's deputy, his mom, uh, Deanna Esmel, was found dead in her California home on Thursday morning. And as the department continues to grieve one of its own, the search is on for the alleged killer. As male's boyfriend, Daniel Walter, a.k.a. Edward Patrick Davies, is suspected and wanted for homicide. Uh, they were able to locate his vehicle, but they cannot find him. In a social media post, Marty York reacted to his mother's death and urged people with information to call authority. He said, this is the hardest post I've ever, I'm ever going to have to write. Last night, my mother was murdered by a man that she was seeing. And right now, there's a nationwide manhunt. If you've seen this man, please call the police immediately. He said, I can't even comprehend what's happening right now. But I feel if I find this person, I'm going to physically maul him. He said, I pray to God I don't find him because it will be a fate worse than hell. Uh, yeah, then, yeah, he got, and he, he, since he was a kid in the movie, he got jacked up. Oh, he, yeah. He had a big dude. But, uh, yeah, his mother. That's horrible. Uh, wow. Murdered, and she's a police officer. Yeah. So uh, that's very strange. So hopefully we'll have a resolution and they'll get this guy off the street. That's crazy. Uh, let's see, a couple other quick things to run by you. Oh, here's a follow-up to last week, that clip of uh, Jerry Seinfeld saying that there is... Oh. Something about a Seinfeld reunion. Yeah. Maybe people were conjecturing this and that. Well, Julia Louis Dreyfus shared what she knows about it. Um, she said uh, he had said on stage something is going to happen that has to do with that ending, meaning of Seinfeld. He said it hasn't happened yet. Uh, just so, uh, just what you are thinking about, Larry, David, and I have also been thinking about. Uh, so you'll see. And she told the Guardian, "Yeah, I saw that last night." And I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> so this would then feed into the notion that this was a clip that was from another time, another place. Well, nobody has said that yet. Nick kind of guessed at that. 
Yeah, I, I only guessed it because of the association with uh, Curb, and they did that Seinfeld reunion on Curb a few years ago, and Jerry just looked younger to me. But um, He's got more I, hair. I, I honestly, like, I have no idea if I'm right or wrong. I honestly think that I'm wrong at this point, but I, I don't know. Why would he say that? What? Well, yeah, Steve, like, he's his hair is a lot more cropped, and he's balding some, and in that clip... It's pretty full. It looks like it's kind of a full head of hair. Let's so, CSI this thing. Here's, what, here's my problem with it, that one... Uh, outlet, I think it was Variety when you t- when you brought it up last week, Preston reported on it. Every subsequent reporting on it quotes the Variety without checking, without checking any, any further on it. So Variety says this thing happened. Then everybody that has said, "Oh yes, this is real," is just quoting the Variety article. Sadly, that's not the way we do. Well, we don't do news that way here. That's why we have uh, reporters in the field. Incredible fact right. checking. Yeah. yeah, but Variety's legit. It's legit. It's one of the absolutely uh, most legit. Uh, but still, you you check right. Yeah, yeah. that is probably why I'm wrong and they're right. Who knows? All right, so Chris Evans addressed his really, really great marriage to Alba Baptista for the first time at the New York Comic Con on Saturday. He said, it's a lot planning a wedding. For those of you who are married, you know that it takes a lot out of you. Uh, He said, but uh, now that we're through that, we're just enjoying life, gearing up for autumn, my favorite season. Uh, Now we're just relaxing and enjoying life and reflecting. Kathy, you should send him the uh, fall activities. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a good idea. Captain America loves fall activities. Chris Evans was at uh, Floral and Hardy. Uh, so <laughs> Evans and Baptista have two weddings, or yeah, had two weddings in September, one in Massachusetts and the other one in Portugal. Um, oh, and one last thing, and then we'll move on to the clips. And I know you're going to be torn up about this, but it seems that Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas's divorce is affecting the Game of Thrones actress's relationship with actress Priyanka Chopra. Oh, who's yeah. married to Nick Jonas. Page Six reports the pair have unfollowed each other what? on Instagram. That's true. I know. It's true. Moment of silence, if you will. Uh, yeah. Thank you. That's right. Uh, now, I literally, I saw this. So the the sites that I um, that I kind of scan for information and prep, I saw this big splash. It was like breaking news. Sophie Turner unfollows Priyanka Chopra. I, mean, I don't want to talk to you. That's the big news. And I think in the long run, uh, 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 Sophie will end up the loser because Priyanka always puts up these great bass fishing videos. Oh, she does? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, that So <laughs> that's the way things are reckoned these days. Yeah. Who's following who? Who, who unfollows who? But, Surprisingly, Turner still follows all of the Jonas brothers. What? As well as Kevin Jonas's wife, uh, Danielle Jonas. So there's that does not make any sense. There's something mm. deeper that here, is, man. That I was about to fully curse on air. It's mm-hmm. just a way to stay connected, but like not really. Well, she might. Maybe they were besties, or maybe they had a friendship, and it's going to put too much strain on it. But maybe Kathy, in your mind, I think you might be right that she's going to be able to gather intelligence yes. on the periphery Correct. and mount her attack. <laughs> the full frontal attack. Absolutely assault. coming in the front door, guns a blazing. All right, um, and I think we're ready. Is it mystery clubs? No, we don't have them at all. Okay. Wait. Oh, we don't have. We don't even have clubs. They're coming, I bet you. So two more moments of silence for Priyanka Chopra. Instead, let's play the step-by-step theme. Okay. I didn't want 
watch one single episode of this show. Uh, Patrick Duffy, right? Yeah. yeah. What's that? Patrick Duffy. Yeah, he was the uh, the husband, Suzanne Summers. I believe Stacy Keenan. Is she one of the daughters in this show? I think so. I this actually... was like at the tail end of me watching... Uh, uh, what is that? The Friday. What what, what they call that? TGIF? Uh, TGIF, yeah. yeah. And this show watched, was fine. I only watched it because she was in it. Like, that was You're my big fan. But I never really got, like, super into the show. Do you realize how much Three's Company has affected your life, Kathy? Because yes. did the whole John Ritter thing we've explained yep. on air. Kathy wouldn't be on this show probably if John Ritter didn't die. God rest his soul. I know, yeah. God rest his soul. It was it was Kathy's final uh, um, rehearsal or uh, audition with us and she was just kind of kind of being very business-like leading up to that point and just doing the traffic and not interjecting much and then John Ritter died and she was just like, oh my God, I loved him and we saw <laughs> Kathy's personality come out. And yeah. then bingo. You know what, that yeah. show was uh, a show that I watched with my parents growing up. Yeah, so yeah. that was like, you know, appointment TV, we would sit down, you know, and we would watch the show whenever I don't even remember when it was on if I watched it um, in real time or reruns I don't remember but um, that was like the family show and Joyce DeWitt still alive yes oh yeah yeah uh, wait somebody's saying this is not the theme song to Step by Step <laughs> it wasn't yeah, it, it is. It is. Okay. Yeah, Marissa's giving the thumbs up. Yeah, and by the way, in a follow up, somebody, a couple of people texted in and said they they may have caught in the the caught the killer of uh, Marty York's uh, mother. Oh, well, that'd be so good. I'll do yeah. a, I'll do a little research and check on that. But, we do our research. Um, yes, up to a certain point. Yeah, and then we don't do it. Research meaning, does this look true to you? Case <laughs> <laughs> does this look real? Yeah, yeah sure. sure. I don't know. I did my research. Yeah. Uh, Nick oh, is. Oh wow, the boyfriend of the mother was arrested. All right, so, yep, they got him. All See right. that? All right, now we're ready for clips. Top that AP. Foe is a sci-fi thriller that stars uh, Saoirse Ronan and Paul Mescal in a grim near-future study of humanity and artificial humanity. And in this clip, uh, director Garth Davis talks about the editing process and what they focused on. Yeah, I mean, it is two movies in one, and um, that's not an easy thing to pull off. And we had to really think about we have to be truthful because if you watch it the second time, it won't feel real, if that makes sense. So we had to really make sure that everything, all the choices we were making were, were truthful, but then we had to kind of hide the truth through our choices. You got it, dude. <laughs> o is in theaters now, by the way. Next clip. Steve, you're going to love this. Dick's the Musical. Dick's the Musical. Is an American musical comedy film based on the off-Broadway musical Effing Identical Twins. And in this clip, director Larry Charles discusses how the wild and wacky movie came together. I find every line of dialogue, there's so many throwaway lines of dialogue, <laughs> yes. that are, and the songs also, every lyric is kind of brilliant. So, I mean, I think it has this kind of lasting value. You're talking about the length of a dick. Hopefully, long tail. <laughs> Whatever it is. I dropped that. I, I dumped out on Yeah, because you can't say one part of that. Is yeah. this this is the Nathan Lane? It's got to be, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that, that teaser video right. that we had, Steve, uh, with Nathan Lane singing, uh, was it said it was from Dick's the Musical. So, yeah, with the Sewer um, Boys. Yep, the Sewer Boys, <laughs> which 
it looks like it's going to be bizarrely awesome. Very weird and yeah. funny it's, and trippy. Yeah. It's A24's first musical. into yeah. musicals. Right. Yeah. They do all horror, horror yeah. stuff. And they're oh. really, really well known for their top quality horror movies. All right. We'll see how this uh, plays out. Takes the Musical is in theaters now, by the way. <laughs> all right. And there you go. That's the entertainment report that we have this morning. A lot going on today. First and foremost, somebody, John Brazier, is going to be stopping by here. Uh, hopefully in a little bit. It's less... It, it's a ritual. It it, it's a good luck charm. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, he's going to give us a rundown of what's happening at the ballpark tonight and tomorrow, what you can expect, times, and all that stuff. Uh, Ari Shafir is going to be on the show, and we have a few other guests joining the program. On top of all that, this is our final week of Crumbum Cash. Mm. So get that money while you can. Your first opportunity coming up in less than an hour at 8 o'clock. So a thousand bucks could be yours. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. With more and more area families struggling with food insecurity, Subaru of America is encouraging area companies to step up and make a difference with the Camp Out Business Challenge. The top business food donor gets a live on-site broadcast from the Preston and Steve Show. Second, a live broadcast from the legendary Pete Robert. And third, a $20,000 WMMR advertising campaign. Plus, this year, all business challenge participants will be entered to win an in-studio visit with Preston and Steve for your employees, no matter the size of your donation. Large or small, every donation helps fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. Visit WMMR.com for complete details on the Subaru Business Challenge from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Uh, we got a guest we're going to chat uh, with uh, everybody excited about. Obviously, the National League Championship Series gets underway today. Uh, there's a couple videos uh, that were posted recently uh, that were a lot of fun. And it was uh, Bryce Harper's three-run homer. Uh, obviously, that was just insane. Uh, and our next guest has uh, has kind of tweaked him a bit with audio. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know what? I'll play... Um, this is this is if Jim Gardner would have been doing the play-by-play, yes, uh, and how he would have called uh, that three-run homer. Here we go. And Bryce Harper, that absolute stud, just obliterates that one into the Schuylkill River as the Phillies take a four-to-one lead over the Braves. Almost exactly how Game Three went last year in the division series, and the Braves have absolutely no shot now. And as Harper rounds second base, he stares right at Arcia, who is peeing his pants. <laughs> so, that's not Jim Garner. Jim no. did not actually no. speak those words. It's, but, but it's, audio, it's artificial intelligence. Jim did see that, and yeah. is curious as to how it was actually produced. Yeah, I am too. So, we are going to welcome, he is a uh, editor, writer, digital content producer for Philly Influencer. This is uh, Nick Picone. Yeah. Hey, Nick, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. So, all right. So, Jim Gardner himself commented on this. That must have been pretty freaky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a reason I don't tag uh, <laughs> people sometimes. I, I I wasn't sure how he'd react. So, obviously, people replying to that tweet uh, tagged him, and he saw it. And almost, I think it was like less than an hour later, he had uh, retweeted it and was like, uh, you know, how did you do this? It's either incredible or creepy. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, hopefully we can go incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was just like a funny idea. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't think it would take off it like it did, but 
Well, it, Wagner's it, a legend, so I loved I loved it. The fact that he retreated it obviously is is the thumbs up on it. Uh, but um, yeah, it's amazing what they can do. You, if you you know you can hear a little bit of the digital artifacts, but I mean tone. The, the fact that that measured, you know, information source that we turned to for many years was saying pissed his pants uh, is it was just it's just very funny. But, you know, he's a massive fan, uh, you know, of, of uh, the sports and the fails as well. So I'm sure he got a kick out of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it's hard. I actually got into this AI software uh, because of wrestling. Uh, somebody uh, was doing a Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan like podcast parody using their voices, and uh, that was great. If you're a wrestling fan from the 80s and 90s, you know those names. Yeah, and how entertaining they were, and uh, that's kind of what got me into that software. And I'd like it just be funny. I never really used it until uh, you know it was just more wrestling related. Like I would use Jim Ross's voice to just be like it'd be funny to hear him call random things <laughs> but uh then i i you know i saw uh jeff mcdevitt on twitter he usually uses the action news theme song and he was like here's all 11 home runs of the nlds set to the action news theme song and somebody replied to him uh, now we got to do jim gardner calling all those home runs so that gave me the idea and i was like well i can't do all 11 home runs <laughs> let me do like the biggest home run of the division series and see how see how that comes out so is it, I, I don't think it could have been more perfect is it pretty easy to do uh, it's, you know, I'm, I'm still learning. Okay. Uh, I haven't perfected it. It's, it's hard to obviously get that excitement. You know, you try different things to get his voice to be more excited, but, no. um, you know, yeah. it, it takes a while. And I thought, um, actually him just being like that newscast, you know, voice of just serious Jim Gardner yeah. would actually be funnier. And it kind of worked out. You're right. Could you take the clips that we have of, uh, Mayor Frank Rizzo, uh, and is there enough there? And 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 have him call. It's, yeah, it's got to be at least a minute long. Yeah, so if they add up to longer than a minute. You know that that would work. We've got that'd more than be, enough. And we also have, awesome. Yeah, him getting pissed. We have him talking softly, and uh, I think oh. that that would actually probably be easier. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it, there's not a lot of of audio that you could use as a reference for Jim Gardner. You know, yelling or getting excited, no. or uh, you know, right. he's always Jim. Exactly. Yeah, Nick, I love following you on Twitter. Um, I did a, a top five Knicks um, uh, of Philadelphia not that long ago, and, and you replied saying, uh, where do I rank on the list, which I thought was amusing. And so I, I bumped you into the top five. Uh, but you go along during the games, and you post really quickly. You, you'll use um, audio from uh, Phillies radio broadcasts, uh, national TV broadcasts. You'll do the away teams. How do you um, get that audio so, so quickly? How do you post them up on Twitter so quickly? And how much of, a, of an effort does it take? Uh, it's, you know, I got to be on top of it. I've been doing it for a few years, but obviously, uh, you have to kind of perfect it as I go. So I think by now I've done it for about five years, but, um, once I am able to get like a routine down and thankfully, uh, the audio is available via the internet stream now. So it's a little easier to get than if I were to listen to the radio and try and record that way and then upload it and do all that. The fact that it's available via stream on the internet, um, makes it easier. And, uh, I know a lot of people, I think the first, First one that I did that really gained traction was back in 2019, Bryce Harper's game-winning Grand Slam against the Cubs uh, when nobody thought you know they were going to win that game. Right. 
Uh, so I did, you know, the Phillies radio call. I did the Spanish call at that time and people were loving it. So I'm like, oh, maybe I can, you know, make this a thing. And it's just, you know, trying to get that routine down to, I could still watch the game and enjoy it as long as I set everything up on, you know, my computer and uh, stuff beforehand. Well, that, that, that was, that was going to be one of my questions is, as this becomes your thing and you're, you know, you're excited and you're getting traction on it as with anything now, it's like, I got to make sure I get that. And it becomes more of an obligation. There's a percentage of that. And has that extracted at all your enjoyment or has it augmented it? No, I think it's augmented it. I, I, I appreciate it more, and I appreciate that people have told me um, privately and even on, on Twitter publicly that I increase their enjoyment of nice. watching these games. And uh, that's really that's all I need to hear. You know, like, well, if I'm doing that for you, like, I want to keep doing that for you. And the Phillies World Series run last year was just kind of the beginning. Like, I've been doing the Eagles and Phillies for a few years now. Um, obviously the Phillies World Series run like everyone's paying more close attention and they see you know the the clips and hear the audio and uh, the fact that they were like you know my dad is in California and we bond over the Phillies through your clips uh, is just incredible. Something That's that cool. I never, never really thought about when I started it. And yeah, well, I mean, now, the, yeah, it's like I definitely want to get that up. Uh, if not just for, you know, those people. The truth is, I mean, th- that's exactly the case for me, Nick. And, and by the way, I want to give your uh, Twitter account. It's underscore at underscore Picone, P-I-C-C-O-N-E. Um, and uh, I share them with my family. And, and if I'm lucky enough to be at the game, when I get home from the game, I go to your account and watch the videos that you posted. I love, I don't speak a lick of Spanish, but I love the Spanish audio broadcast simply because of the excitement in the broadcaster's voice. Um, who are the Phillies Spanish-speaking broadcasters? I, I don't know. Uh, Oscar Budahan and Bill Kulik are the two main ones. Uh, you know, Oscar also does the Eagles uh, with Ricky Ricardo. So um, they have given me a lot of credit too for you know posting those, and they've <laughs> given me, you know, they've thanked me multiple like countless times, and I can't couldn't be more grateful for them uh, just you know thanking me posting in and I'm getting, you know, traction in other Spanish speaking countries that, you know, <laughs> wait for, you know, those Spanish calls as well. And obviously, like I said before, it's something that I never really thought I would, um, that it would grow into, but I'm so glad it did. And I'm so glad that I'm able to give that to Philly fans everywhere. Nice. Nice. I, I it's uh, the, the AI stuff though is kind of, that's kind of weird, man. Yeah. I mean, like I, you, I, <laughs> You could take my voice and throw something, you know, together, and I would listen back to it because we've done this radio show for so many years, and I'd be like, yeah, I guess I said that at some point. <laughs> yeah, or, it'd be hard. I don't know. I don't ever remember that. How many or, thousands yeah. of hours? How many, yeah. literally thousands of hours of audio are there of you oh my God. and of me and of everyone on the show? Yeah, right. exactly. But uh, Yeah, uh, definitely. I, I, I will never use it and abuse it. Uh, <laughs> just try to, you know, something funny um, that hopefully people just think is funny. And no. Uh, how I utilize that, and you're doing it, and, nice. and everyone, you know, and obviously, yeah. you, you the, the quirky nature, it, and, and as as you were saying earlier, it allows everyone to be that much more drawn in to something that is awesome, yeah. and uh, and enjoy it that, that that much more. So I'm I'm sure you're gonna get some stuff together over the next couple of games. Hopefully, <laughs> we have some yeah. exciting moments yeah. to be excited about. You, you, you know, got work to do. Yeah. <laughs> 
Absolutely. I'm ready for tonight, tomorrow. I'm awesome. all set up. All right. Excellent. All right, Nick, uh, congrats on your success. Thanks for touching base. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll we'll make sure people are aware of you if they are not as of yet through our website and everything. All right? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You got Go it. Phils. All right, yeah. Phils, you got it, man. All right. Nick Picone and uh, the phillyinfluencer.com. Is that at phillyinfluencer.com? Yeah, and uh, at underscore Picone, which is uh, P-I-C-C-O-N-E. And it really is a great follow on Twitter. And um, if you just want to, like, something to, to watch while you're watching the Phillies games, watch his uh, Twitter account. Okay. Um, we're we're going to have a little bit later on, we're going to have uh, Brage, Brage, Brage. Uh, <laughs> stopping by to let us know what's happening at uh, the ballpark tonight and tomorrow as far as uh, when stuff opens up, all the, the variety of activities they're going to have set up. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, it's a so, beehive. Yeah, we'll get them in, in a little bit. But uh, you know what? I did notice a couple things over the weekend. I think oh. since we have a little bit of time, if you don't mind me. It's time for a last second noticer. Yeah, we he can. notice stuff over the weekend. That's usually when it happens over the weekend. weekend. Mm. I did have That's a good weekend. That's what the noticer said. I did have an enjoyable weekend. It was very nice. Hopefully what you guys. What am I technically referred to? What's that? Am I the assistant? The announcer. You're the, yeah, you're the, you're the narrator announcer. Yeah. Something like that. Sidekick? Sidekick? Yeah. Something along those lines. All right. Anyway, uh, I did notice this uh, story, and I thought it was worth uh, passing along. along. So, um, for many young adults, college is their first experience living away from their parents. And some parents are sharing the questions that their newly independent college students have asked them. Things they're just not, um, they're just now learning about. Oh, I love these. So, let me give you a couple of examples, and feel free to add your own if you you want to call in, uh, but one of the inquiries included was, how do I know when water is boiling? Yeah. <laughs> no. to, to not know how to determine whether water is boiling. <laughs> They've never had to do it. For whatever reason, they were never they never had to make their own macaroni and cheese, right? on On the stovetop, wow. so they weren't or, sure. I know, I know. Or you're, or you've always purchased tea or Pre-made. coffee, or right, and you would yeah. never know when something was. Bubbling or hot. There's a dad I follow on TikTok who posts all of his daughter's questions from college. They're very similar to this. Just last week, he posted one. She said, How do I order a pizza? Yeah, there you go. How do I order a pizza? Like, that's the text. And he'll Uh he'll screenshot their text messages. She (laughs) sends him, How do I order a pizza? I mean, I do get blown away when my kids ask me questions that are like tech questions where I'm like, Dude, this is your, this is supposed to be your your time. Yeah, this is your wheelhouse now yeah. I, I will say though that um i do i don't uh hard boil eggs all that often so when i do i kind of i'm like I, I need a refresher like how do you do this like i do you know what i mean like do, do you boil the water and then put the eggs in to, or do you to put me the egg- to me the thing that blows my mind case is that is that in all of this now th- we've talked about the repository of information that is youtube yeah. it, you could yes. put in a stupid how do i boil an egg mm-hmm. and it will show you somebody somewhere has made a video by the way boiling an egg you, you can do it a variety of different ways you okay. can you can boil the water first and then put the egg in if you want but there's uh, a way you can do it if you if you put it in with the regular room temperature water right. turn put the the egg in there turn the heat on bring it up to a boil, and then turn it off and let it sit for 10 minutes, and there you go. That's it. You can do it that way, too. Or you can just throw it in boiling water and leave it in for, I don't know, seven minutes or whatever, and it'll be fine. Okay. So here's another question. This one is, what's my shoe size? No. (laughs) You know it says it on your shoes, right? (laughs) But sometimes it's worn out. If you look in there... 
and you've had it for a long time, the shoe size has been worn off. But so. you'd be, you'd be hard-pressed to believe you didn't have one pair of shoes that didn't have your size somewhere in right. it. Or that you Or that you wouldn't have known. Yeah, but and, you know, and picked on your with, own. With these kids, sometimes it's just easier to text their parents uh-huh. and yeah. instead of, go, you know, walking upstairs to their closet to see if any of the shoes What's have my a size. shoe size? Just, yeah. just yeah. text, because guess what? Mom's going to know. Do you know, um, I, I introduced the notion to, you know, uh, a friend who is writing something and uh, writing away and uh, how do you spell this? I said, you've got your Alexa sitting right there. Yeah. You could literally ask it to spell it <laughs> and it will, and Siri will do the same thing mm-hmm. and when it gives you the spelling, it will pause, it'll go A, you know, L, whatever it is and allow you, because it assumes that you're yeah. writing the word out. I uh, I don't need Alexa or Siri f- to spell things because I got Nick. I do. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yep. hey, hey, Nick, how do you spell? Uh, but real quick, I want to do a, a quick little survey, guys. Uh, I'm going to see what, how good of a spouse you are. What's your wife or uh, husband or fiance's shoe size? Oh wow, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna I shoes or something never. Ever, ever, ever would I purchase shoes for Michelle? No. Mm. I, I, I know what style she likes. I certainly know what my wife likes clothing-wise, and I know what she gravitates towards. You've purchased clothes yes, before. Uh, yes. And but here's the thing about shoes, though. You got to try shoes on. You got to try shoes on. There's yeah. no way. Even even if you pick, even if you had, you know your shoe size, and you go and you put on a pair of shoes, sometimes that shoe size doesn't fit just right. So I've never in my life entertained would. buying Rochelle shoes. Would Rochelle know your strap-on size? Because uh, yes. Claire knows mine. Uh, yeah, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, why? Do you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, because I, I purchased in the past. So Okay. Yeah. I only know because uh, my feet fit her shoes. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, she's oh, got, that's adorable. Either she has big feet or I have small feet or some combination <laughs> of the both <laughs> of the two. But um, I didn't realize this until just now that um, it's a, a size and a half difference. So I have a eight and a half or a nine. She's a, either a ten or a ten and a you half. You have tiny feet. A nine is small. Yeah, I'm ten and for, a half. Well, for somebody with your size head, that's a really you know. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what happened. My poor mother. Maybe you were in breach. You know, <laughs> something. But uh, we're okay. hoping it comes out with feet first. Like I don't have really large feet. I I wear a ten and a half. But my my you're son, ten and a half too. Yeah, my sons are like twelves. You know, they have huge feet. I think Ben's are bigger than mine as well. Wow, Preston, we should have a shoe party. Oh, <laughs> right? right, a shoe party. <laughs> What's a was a shoe party. I don't know. Okay. We just made yeah. it up. Just made it up. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, you so watch it's we want. a year yeah. from now, yeah. everyone will know what a shoe party is. Here's another. Here's another question that a college kid has asked their parents, and I love this one. Kathy will like this too. How do I take my clothes out of the washing machine? Do I just reach in there with my <laughs> hand? <laughs> yes, that's great. Use a salad fork. Uh, let me go to some calls. I'm going to go to Haley. Hi, Haley. Good morning. Morning. Hey, what's up, Haley? Hey, um, yeah, when I was in college, I had to call my mom to ask her if I have to wash my eggs before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to wash your eggs before you, like like with fruit or something, you're thinking, right? Yeah, because I, I mean, I told her, I was like, you know, when you have an apple, it's good to wash it. Like yeah. the eggs have like yeah. the pesticides, like you have to clean it first. Well, you're not eating the shell, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. I <laughs> know. <laughs> and how did your mother react to that? She was like, I thought you, I taught you better than that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love nice. it though. Yeah, right, thanks for sharing, Haley. Appreciate it. Uh, let me go to Raz. Hi, uh, Raz. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. What's up? Yeah, hey, bud. What's going on? So, is this uh, one of your kids that asked you a question? Yes. Okay. My daughter. All right. Now, this is how technology and everything has these kids messed up today. All right. <laughs> she 
calls me. She says, Dad, I can't get my car. My key fob won't work. Okay. I say, yeah, why don't you try using the key? <laughs> the key. <laughs> Let me ask you. Yeah. Are there... Get it, the key fob wouldn't open the door for her, and she didn't know how to get in the car. So, <laughs> like on a... Um, does a... Does a does a Tesla have an a key Thanks, option? Oh, uh, don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I mean, can find out. A uh, guy down the hall drives one. I could go right. Real quick. But I'm saying, are are there yeah. cars being manufactured now without a key option? There's no. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. My uh, this is fun. My uh, my youngest. I've been teaching to drive, and and in my car, uh, it's got you know the keyless, the push button start. Yeah. Obviously, most cars, almost all cars, do now. Well, we also have a Jeep, and we went to go ride in the Jeep, and I handed the key, and the look on the face was like, "What do I do with this?" I'm like, "You stick it in the hole and you turn it." Oh, dude. <laughs> and then, you know, I had a Bonneville years ago. I don't know what happened, but I didn't even need the key. You just hold on to the 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 little the fins outside the key and just turn it and it yeah. would it, the the car would oh turn really you didn't, oh, want to talk about fins. that was keyless before keyless oh my god I forgot about the fins <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 those little nubs that stood on right. the so outside of that yeah. so you could turn it oh my god <laughs> that's how worn down it was wow all right let me go to uh, Laura hey Laura good morning good morning hey Laura what's up. Um, so I work at a high school prepping students for, um, college and I had a student filling out an application and she painfully asked me, what state do we live in? Is it Philadelphia? Oh my goodness. That's a college application that she was filling out? Yep. Oh my goodness. Uh, (laughs) Painful, right? Yeah. Somebody missed a couple classes there. All right. Thank you, Laura. Appreciate it. Yeah. That's uh, why it's not. Oh, I it, there used to be a time. Wasn't there's a college graduate over there? Now it really doesn't hold the same impact. <laughs> but a lot of these are are just like household things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that that they did. That, you know, for whatever reason, you know, you you think you're doing the right thing and training your kids for life out there, and you eventually realize, you know what? I missed a couple things. Yes. Well, it, along the way, I didn't hit everything. It is possible to slalom through life and avoid. Yeah, one or two things. Yeah, we, we were talking. I think last week about it. I forget what the, it was a, 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 a tangential subject to this, yeah. but a, that same sort of thing, like, how did I not know that? Yep. But, I mean, <laughs> some of these are, are wildly obvious. Yeah. Uh, let me go. Uh, hey, look, Craig Lagans. Hey. Hey. hey, Craig, good morning. What up, white folks? Yo, man, what's up? Um, and when I was in between jobs a while back, I worked at St. Joe's University in the mailroom, and at least once a week, for the entire nine months I was there, a student would come to the mailroom and ask me how to mail a letter. I believe it. Yeah. How? Well, yes. Yeah. Yes. If I you absolutely te- believe it. Technologically speaking, that, that's going the way of the dodo. But I mean, the simple putting on a, a, the address, the return address, and a stamp. And, a stamp. Yeah. Yeah. and they would come. One of them, my favorite one, she would. Uh, she had an envelope in one hand because she came to buy envelopes and buy stamps, and she'd never done either one of those before. <laughs> And then she comes back about five minutes later holding up the envelope in one hand and the stamp on the other and goes, how does this work? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she came back the third time and she had her address in the upper left-hand corner and her, mo- her mom's address 
And well, she had yeah, she had it mixed up. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And I can imagine though, you tell somebody who's never done it before, you got to lick the stamp to be like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, it can't be. Well, now you don't anymore. Like yeah, now you take those stamps off. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you just peel it. And there you go. Yeah. Oh, that's taste? how often I yeah. mail yeah. stuff. I forgot about that. <laughs> All right, thanks, Craig. <laughs> what tastes better, the uh, the adhesive for a stamp or the adhesive for an envelope? I always thought that the stamp was a little sweeter. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, but uh, you're right about that. And then, and then, uh, wasn't there? There was a Seinfeld. Uh, wasn't doesn't, doesn't um, Susan dies? Susan yeah. dies yes. from licking all the, uh, the envelopes. Yeah, George cheaped out and ordered <laughs> the, the cheap envelopes and inadvertently caused his wife's death or his future wife's. Steve, for the uh, the Tesla, we're going to go to Luke here real quick. Hey, Luke. Good morning. Hey, how's it going? Good, buddy. What's up? Good, good. Um, so just commenting on the Gen Z side of things, it is the issue with technology. But when it comes to fobs and Teslas having keys, uh, they all pretty much any car, like even these Impalas nowadays, you can start up any car. I can start up my damn oven with uh, my phone. <laughs> with, yeah. with an app. Yeah. So, I've got so, an app that, that'll do that yeah, as well. Yeah, there is. So there is. So on a Tesla, though, there is no physical key or device that would allow you to manually unlock the car in an emergency. I'm going to say no. But there might be, but I would say there's three other means to do so. Okay, yeah. So, and I know, for example, like with with Audis, I think they have gone. Um, they don't um, like they don't do the remote key entry um, because of fear of people hacking the system and, and so on and so forth. So, but I, I I don't know. You know, I think to me having one way of doing something that you can physically and in an emergency mm-hmm. would be wise. I right, can I do one last call, or we got to okay. We can one last call here. Uh, I'll go to Cindy. Hi, Cindy. 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 Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, so Cindy? My son. My son was getting his license when he's getting ready to go to college, mm-hmm. and after he went in from the test, he came out. I said, "Did you decide to be an organ donor?" He said, "No, because I I didn't know if I was going to be busy when they called. He was <laughs> under the impression they just called you for a kidney." Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> He literally <laughs> thought that. He, okay, we need it now. We need, we need it now. Oh um, no, I'm busy. How's good next? How's how's next week for you? I'm coaching right, T-ball. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I love that. That's great, that Cindy. Is, and, uh, organ donating while donating while you're alive. Oh my god, that's really sweet. <laughs> that is. That is. By the way, we're gonna have our buddy John Dorenzi on later yeah. on. We're gonna yeah. talk about organ donations and uh, how you can be a living donor if you would like to. All right. Well, anyhow, this was a super quick noticer. I've been getting. Given the wrap up, one subject. Yeah, just one story, and that was it. Uh, the reason being is because we need to stay on time for Crumbum Cash. This is the final week for that, by the way. So do not miss your opportunity. And plus, our friend uh, John Brazier should be along shortly. Right. Here. Uh, oh, he is here. Yes. All right, so we're going to talk Phil's and what's happening. John knows everything that's happening, and he's going to impart all that information to you when we break and come back. Stay put. We'll return in a moment. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests, but some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the boys of summer have become the boys of October, and it continues tonight in South Philadelphia. Our good friend, the director of Funding Games for your Philadelphia Philly, John Brazier. What's up, guys? How awesome is this? This is the greatest ride uh, since last year. Uh, true to your word, you are back here on Monday morning. I told morning. you I'd be back, and... Uh, I got to tell you, man, the, watching that game, I'm sure uh, I was like a lot of people in the Philadelphia area when, you know, we're holding on to a tight lead. And then next thing you know, we get we walk the bases loaded, basically. Oh. And then the Acuna, who is, you know, arguably the best player in the game, uh, is up there and everyone's holding their collective breath. The next thing you know, Acuna hits the ball and it looks like, oh, my God, please tell me it's not going out. And then Rojas is flying over there, going over there, hits right at that where the, the wall <laughs> bends around. And then he leaps up, and when he makes that catch, I don't even know whether people were celebrating or whether people were like, ooh. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. I was a big, ooh. Yeah. Amazing uh, stuff. We, were, we were, uh, went to the uh, series game last year, and we were in the outfield in that general area, and the same thing happened, only reverse, the other way around. Uh-huh. And we thought the ball was in the stands, oh, right. and right. they caught it, and we're like, Yes. We were going crazy. We thought you can't, at some point you can't see. Uh-huh. And it's terrifying. Right. Flying beam back there. Man. Well, that, you, terrifying is a great word because that game was terrifying until, yeah. we, until we won it. Yeah. Let me ask it's you fantastic. this question. Am I a, a, a bad fan? Because uh, I left the room when the bases got loaded. I was like, I can't watch this. And uh, and so I, I, I walked away. No, and, I, I uh, think it's super, superstition is, is what baseball is about. My wife, she, uh, they're, they have a suite and she went into the bathroom she feels that if she goes in the bathroom good luck uh, things take when Jimmy Rollins had a big hit <laughs> uh-huh. she was in the bathroom so that kind of set the whole stage where now whenever there's a big moment she goes in the bathroom, goes the bathroom. And, right listen it makes no sense and it makes complete sense exactly yeah. <laughs> simultaneously yeah. I've got yeah. my lucky seat yeah absolutely um, so obviously it's a big night tonight is uh, a lot going on and, and you were mentioning the uh, the interesting people that are coming out of the woodwork uh, <laughs> yes well I remember like in 2000 
2008. It was just the most random people. I had Eddie Munster uh, was looking for tickets. Oh, um, Butch Patrick. But this year, I've been getting just really random. So uh, <laughs> I got one call from, or no, an email, sorry, from a guy who wanted to throw out the first pitch because he's a local actor and he was on two episodes of Matlock. <laughs> and before I could even respond back to him, he sent me another email that said, oh, I was also in Jake and the Fat Man. <laughs> so <laughs> Jake and the Fat Man with William Conrad? Yeah, that put it over the top, right yeah. there. So he's, okay. he's throwing out the first pitch tonight. He's actually starting tonight. He's a yeah, starting pitch. He's pitcher. starting. Yeah. He's right coming out. I got, if you could get the guy who played the hotel clerk on Mannix to throw out the first. I Mannix. So then I got another one from a guy who said, uh, John, I have your card from 1994. Um, you, I met you at the Scranton Wilkes-Barre uh, Winter Tour. That was our AAA team yeah. at the oh, time. Uh, and I have your card. I want I want a couple tickets to a Phillies game and a tour of the vet. Uh, I never use it. Can I cash it in for a playoff ticket? <laughs> sure, yeah. Listen, you got to shoot your shot. You yeah, gotta, yeah, you're you, right. You're yeah, right. Well, don't say that because then there's going to be more people <laughs> yeah, yeah. shooting their shots. Well, yeah, right, so. and, and it's a no. So. Yeah, I was on the Steve <laughs> Allen show. <laughs> right, yes. Wait, do you respond yeah. to them, Bridge? I do, yes. Oh, and, then, and then another person left me a message on my voicemail. Is a psychiatrist who, who uh, specializes in getting crowds to uh, be energized. And he said, I've got a song for you. And he sang a song for 10 minutes on my voicemail. I have it. <laughs> Next time you guys come to my office. And it was to Seven Nations Army, uh, you know, the White Stripes. Yeah. And he sang the whole thing. He even sang like the dun, 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 dun. And his lyrics were... <laughs> and, then, that, that, and that's an issue. That's an issue for you, trying to get the crowd enthused at this yes, point in time, right? I was, I was thinking, there, there, man, so our crowd's been dead. We yeah. need something. And this is the guy that's going to turn the corner right here. Yeah, you, that, that mausoleum you've been presiding over. Exactly. Do you remember right. any of the lyrics or no? <laughs> well, no, but I do know that he did rhyme pitches with a curse word. Pitches. So, and I'm thinking... <laughs> Well, I'm not sure if that would really be appropriate for a family-friendly baseball crowd. But I love oh, You know what? Speaking of, of songs, Bryson Stott's walk-up song, I think, is my favorite walk-up song of any Philly of all time. Well, everybody sings it, obviously, when he comes up to bat. Why. And it's so identifiable with that. You could be anywhere in the ballpark, you hear that song. Oh, Bryce is up. Yeah. So, and it's I don't even with know Chase the artist Chase. or the name of the song. I, I've never heard the song before he started. Yep. I think it's called A-OK, Case. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know what's funny about it is that uh, little kids can sing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and, and so they do. And so, like, it's just got that, um, I don't know, it's, it's just a really cool earworm and it sticks in your head. And, uh, yeah, I love it as well. It's, it's fantastic. Prior to him, it was, uh, I guess, Chase Utley. Yeah, he had Cashmere. Cashmere. And that's the only one I can remember. Which is the funny thing is I I talked to Chase. I'm not even sure. I assumed that he was this huge Led Zeppelin fan. Uh, our videographer gave him that song, and I think it just worked. But I said, "Are you a huge Led Zeppelin fan?" He's like, "Yeah, you know, I, they're they're cool." Yeah. <laughs> now, like, I'm thinking like he's got to be a diehard Cashmere uh-huh. fan, right? Tonight is Simon and Simon and night at the uh, ballpark. Right? <laughs> I read an interesting thing about the uh, team over the weekend. John was that um, I guess through June they were sort of doing this thumbs up thing if they got a hit yeah. or whatever, and, and um, it just wasn't working. And the team was not terrible to start the season, but they weren't great either. So they abandoned that. They started doing the Tanaka thing from Major League Two, where he's juggling his his balls, <laughs> going down the and uh, which has caught on. And then they brought the song back, which you know. 
They right. didn't win the World Series last year, and so I think that they were not going to do the Callum Scott um, dancing on my own. Well, they this said year. that's they the second place song yeah. in spring training, and then they brought it back. Right, and now when they win games, or and I was watching video footage of people at Xfinity Live the other night, like it, to have everybody sing along to that song is just fantastic. I, I love every second of it. Well, I, I do say that that, or I have to say that the love affair between I've never seen, and I'm, obviously I'm biased because I work for the Phillies, but in all the years of Philadelphia sports watching, I don't think there's been a greater love affair between a team and the players. And I think I have to give a lot of credit to Bryce Harper, who kind of has kind of led everything. But then you also have guys like Garrett Stubbs, who's a guy that you know, came up with the music and is a lot of, he might have come up with that on the golf course. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? They're, they just, they look like they're having fun. Yeah. And if you're not having fun, uh, you're spending 162 games with these guys. You spend more time with your player, your teammates than you do with your family. And you can just, you need that, right? Because I think there's some teams that were really good and they had big payrolls and superstars, but but they just didn't like the Mets and the Padres. But the, I, I think the, see- the fan base. I think the, uh, you know they can they can they get that they they don't that energy is not there that is here with this group of players a real familial camaraderie. Yes, and and it, it permeates everything they do totally. And, and obviously Trey Turner, they got Trey Turner going, uh, which was great. And just you know Harper says all the right things and does all the right things. And the way the team plays and guys like Brandon Marsh and just the whole team. There's just really a symbiotic love affair with the uh, yeah. with the team. And it's Bryce's birthday today, by the way. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Bryce's birthday big things that day. <laughs> I did not know that. Tonight's got to be a big night for him. Um, speaking of tonight, what's going on? What do people need to know? Well, you can come down uh, to the New Era store at 10 o'clock, and then the block party uh, starts at 5 o'clock, postseason block party on CB Way. But you don't need a ticket for it. You don't need a ticket for yeah. it, so you can come down to be part of the festivities. Go Go Gadget uh, is going to be performing. We nice. have a Ferris wheel, bungee jump. We got a mobile batting station. We got a Bud Bar. We got food trucks. Quick question. So on this, and, and people sometimes ask you, you'll get a, a text or an email or whatever about, you know, you don't need a ticket. How many people just come down simply for that, just to be a part of the energy? Sure, and I, I think a lot of people do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like Taylor Swift, right? <laughs> you don't have a ticket, just come down exactly. and hang out in the yeah. parking lot. Uh, and then be in your seats at 7.30. Gates open at 5.37. Be in your seats at 7.30. We're going to unfurl the giant American flag with members of the police, fire, and military. And I'm very excited for the first pitch because it's two Hall of Famers in another sport. We have Don Staley, who's from Philadelphia. Oh, uh, awesome. And then we have Jay Wright. So we're going to have Jay Wright yeah, yeah. and Don Staley awesome. throwing at the first pitch. Jay's, Jay's such a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. One of my favorites. Uh, and then National Anthem, uh, we're bringing Kane Callis, Harry Callis' nice. son. We'll be doing it right by his, his dad's statue. And then uh, during the seventh inning, we're going to throw little flyers in there because we're going to have Lauren Hart, uh, who's oh, going to be doing God Bless really America. Cool. So it'll yeah. uh, be really fun. Uh, and then uh, obviously, t- uh, somebody mentioned, I think it was off the air, just uh, make sure tomorrow night, 807 start again. Uh. But but plan accordingly and take SEPTA, take public transportation because yeah. there is a 730 uh, game, a soccer game at the link, Mexico versus Germany. And then the Flyers play the Canucks at 6 o'clock. <laughs> and then we're at 8 o'clock. So oh there's Jesus. three big events going on Jesus. in South Philly. So. Flyers actually moved it up an hour because right. of that. Yep. And, you know, and so it, um, it's smarter to have it at 6. I also saw that there's um, discounted parking in Center City at a bunch of different places. So you can park in the city and then take the SEPTA uh, down for free. Yep. Just plan accordingly. Uh, again, Again, public transportation would be great. And thanks, and they're, Nick. They're adding another major thoroughfare called 95-2. Oh! Uh, so that'll be really good. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's listen. If you play it right, you'll be fine. And mass transit certainly is an option that makes sense. But uh, you know, just be prepared for a little bit of waiting. But you're at the you're at the nexus of something that's amazing. Exactly right. Yeah. Yep. And the Diamondbacks are tough. So they're a young team that we're, we're favored on paper, but uh, we cannot overlook them. No, nope, yeah. definitely nope. never can at this stage of the game. So, all right, John, we'll be talking to you soon, man. Hopefully next week. Yes. yes. All right, go Phil. Right, go Phil. All right, there he goes. See you next yeah. week. The boys of summer, as I said, have become the boys of October now. And uh, it all starts today. So hopefully uh, we have a lot to cheer about over the next couple of days. All right. Uh, we have Bizarre File stories. We're going to get them now. No. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you this morning by Pro Team Collision, your certified collision repair center. If you get into an accident, Pro Team Collision is there for all of your auto body repair needs. Uh, we'll start with this. Criminal charges have been filed against uh, a woman who police say falsely reported a school shooting in an effort to divert officers from arresting her friends. Huh. That's a good friend. <laughs> that is, you're a sweetheart. Dorothy Bell Moran was identified after an extensive investigation. She was charged with emergency reporting abuse and obstructing I derailed the train. Uh, third degree felonies, by the way. Emergency dispatchers received a report that someone was heading to uh, Lehigh High School with an AK-47 to do some damage. And this resulted in an emergency response from at least 40 officers from multiple agencies and the entire high school was evacuated and cleared. A threat was determined to be a hoax. That same day... Police had been investigating a series of car burglaries. An Apple Watch was stolen in one of the burglaries, and the owner contacted police, say that she was tracking the location of her watch. A police officer stopped the vehicle, believed to have the stolen watch inside, questioned Emery Jaron Hall and Aubrey Ann Merrill Snow. Uh, the officer noticed several bags and other items in the car he believed were stolen. He then applied for a search warrant to go through the vehicle. While the officer was waiting for the warrant to return, uh, the officer was called to a school shooting at the high school. God almighty. Following a lengthy investigation, police learned that the call about the school shooting came from a phone owned by Moran, and it was also found that just prior to that call, Emery Hall, the driver, had called her. And so he was arrested for additional burglaries, and she was arrested for the fake school shooting. The old call. school shooting. Old school shooting call. All right, an investigation is underway in Florida after burglars used tractor trailers to steal more than $1.6 million worth of alcohol. $1.6 million worth of booze? From a distribution company that carries brands including Jose Cuervo and Malibu. Uh, the theft began at a Republic National Distributing Company south of Tampa. Between 4.10 a.m. and 9.45 a.m., thieves removed 4,277 cases of liquor from the company. Wow. Uh, the thieves, referred to in a document as unknown suspects, also removed digital video recorders used by the alcohol distributor for video surveillance purposes. Uh, RNDC is one of the nation's largest wine and spirits distributors with 14,000 employees in 38 states. And man, did they get a huge well, haul. Sounds like them. there was somebody on the inside that might have helped them if they were able to remove the security system. Yeah, and to be able to move that much yeah. booze over that amount of time and not be yeah. busted. You're kind of into the morning hours. Yeah. That is a massive yeah. uh, heist right there. 
Uh, when Valerie Doe appeared to, uh, I'm sorry, applied to study at Miami University in 2021, she was excited by the prospect of spending her days lo- lounging on beaches in the sun in Florida. I know, Sur- Joe, she's a deer. Surrounded by palm trees like she had seen in the movies. As an international student living in Vietnam, uh, she couldn't visit the university before applying. So when the university sent her an acceptance letter welcoming her to Ohio, Doe felt uh, confused. At first, she wondered whether Ohio might be a district or a county in Florida. But after a quick Google search, her beach fantasy was shattered when she realized that she wouldn't be going to the University of Miami in Coral Gables, Florida, as she initially thought she would be going to Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. That's not as good. Uh, She said, I realize there are no beaches. It's just a cornfield in the middle of nowhere in the Midwest of America. Well, you can go corn surfing. Uh, After spending some time researching, Doe said that she realized Miami University had a good business school and she decided to accept the offer and she moved from Vietnam to Ohio. In a TikTok video she released, uh, it has since gone viral and has more than 1.5 million views as of now. They give give her a scholarship just for the free advertising. All right, then we only have time for one more because we have a a guest uh, who's going to be joining us in just a moment, so we're keeping this kind of short. Airport security at Panama City's uh, Takaman International Airport on Friday surged an airline flight bound for Tampa, Florida for a suspected bomb Mm. only to find an adult diaper. (laughs) The plane had returned to the Panama City Airport earlier Friday following reports of a possible bomb. The 737 landed around 11 a.m., moved to an isolated stretch on the tarmac where 144 passengers were taken off the plane. An anti-explosives team inspected the aircraft. Jose Castro, the head of the airport security team, said a suspicious object in one of the plane's bathrooms was found to be an adult diaper (laughs) and not a bomb. So uh, everybody was okay, but unfortunately... They were a bit inconvenienced by the adult diaper. Yeah. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Ari Shafir, who's going to be appearing uh, this Saturday at Parks Casino. Yeah. Will be joining us. So stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Residencies camp out for hunger begins Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. With more and more area families struggling with food insecurity, Subaru of America is encouraging area companies to step up and make a difference with the Camp Out Business Challenge. The top business food donor gets a live on-site broadcast from the Preston and Steve Show. Second, a live broadcast from the legendary Pete Robert. And third, a $20,000 WMMR advertising campaign. Plus, this year, all business challenge participants will be entered to win an in-studio visit with Preston and Steve for your employees, no matter the size of your donation. Large or small, every donation helps fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. Visit WMMR.com for complete details on the Subaru Business Challenge from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Our next guest is going to be appearing at uh, Parks Casino this weekend on Saturday. Uh, his tour is called the Wrong Side of History Tour. <laughs> I love that. We love having him on, and especially he's uh, dressed up early as Rasputin for Halloween Aww. this morning. Uh, please welcome joining us via Zoom, Ari Shafir. Hey. What's up, Ari? <laughs> 
Thanks. I've been letting this beer go. I've been hearing all sorts of different takes on it. That's Dude, the first Rasputin. I, Rasputin. I love the Rasputin look, especially because it kind of looks like the Today Show set that you're on with the wall. <laughs> yeah. So it, Rasputin replaced Matt Lauer. That's what we're uh, getting right now. It's oh, awesome. <laughs> the Rasputin on the Today Show would be so good, just constantly judging the future, the fiery <laughs> death of the world. Is this the, is this the bushiest you've ever let it get? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, you I, you I, can I, pull I, it off though. I let it go. You can pull it off though. I mean, you, you, I think it. it yeah, it, it, to me, it, whenever I've had Preston has a very uh, tight beard. I've I've had a little bit of it. it. To me, it gets way too itchy. Dude, I tried to. I did try during COVID. I, I let did it you? grow out as much as I could. Yeah. and then it was it was too much. I was playing like Ari was doing. I was like playing with yeah. it all the time. And- like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> stuff in there. And just so I could have my friends, I could pull like a juju bean. Or <laughs> uh, yeah. hey, uh, the last time we had you, actually, every time we have you on, we always hear about your adventures. And uh, I wanted to ask if uh, if you've gone anywhere by yourself lately. Let's see, well, I was trying to think of the last time I went there. Dominican Republic, I went there by myself. One of the times you were here, Ari, you were talking about going to the stands. Like, you were yeah. going to visit Tajikistan and Uzbekistan and Kyrgyzstan or something like that. I don't know if that ever happened. Never happened. I still want to go. I went to Romania and, and, uh, and um, uh, Slovenia. Those wow. are the probably coolest. Eastern Europe, dude. It's, it's wild. I, I love I love that concept, and it's something that I think I'm I'm going to re-embrace a little bit, which is the the go out and just spend some time by yourself going to places. It, I used to do it all the time when I was doing, you know, stand up and going around the, the country. This is many years ago, but just traveling, uh, and it it becomes sort of a, a quasi walkabout. But it is I think it's good for the soul. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, and you just, you end up making friends. It's the only way to do it is by being alone. When you're with a buddy or like a chick, you, you know, you're not going to just say hi to some other person. Right. Or you just say hi briefly. But like, yeah, you just, it's such freedom. Yeah. You know, you know when you like go to, and you like, you have to tell your woman, like, is this good? We can go somewhere else. Or, you know, instead you just go. Yeah. <laughs> you don't care if it's good or not. You're going yeah, to, you don't <laughs> care. I mean, like, that was bad. It was funny. It's interesting. You don't feel like let the family down. I, I wanted to ask you because, uh, and I, I've seen this, that the double negative uh, special, Netflix, um, is, is that, um, is that one two hour special or is it two one hour specials? It's one, one, Almost two hours. It was like forty-five and forty-five. So, so the um, I, I I love this stuff, and I don't know if this would be true or if you'd take this as true. But I mean, I'm a big fan of yours. We all have been for years. But um, it you're you're getting a lot more like with the the the, the Jew special that uh, you know was had a lot of um, accolades to it. There's um, there's a more well-rounded sort of um, contemplative. I don't want to. Say, I don't betray the fact that it's also hilariously <laughs> funny. But it, um, you know what I'm saying? You're you're you're. Yeah. It's becoming a little bit more theatrical, and and yeah. and I like it. Thanks. I'm trying to use my English major. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really like mine out of subject. Yeah, it was a fun one to do. It was all. It was like tough to keep an uh, audience's attention for. We we're talking before from ninety minutes on, on one topic. So so how do you how do you work those muscles? I mean how, I mean so how do you because an average special is like an hour, you know, in and maybe short. How, how do you how do you how do you workshop that? You just go everywhere. Like yeah. I made sure to go to place where there's no. It's all about Jews for the audience. Listeners don't know, but it's also just like you said, just supposed to be funny for everybody. But I yeah. did it with there's none. You know, sure New York and Chicago, whatever, but also like Perth, Australia, where there's like. 
they've never even heard of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, oh, is that a thing? All we have is blondes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Listen, I, I you know the the way that everything was shot, and I was talking to you off air a little bit about it. The director Eric Abram is that, is that his name? Yeah. Uh, did did he uh, have any um, uh, input as to what the stage was going to look like? Because it was it was a beautifully shot special. Yeah, with all those candles, we had like six thousand candles on stage. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was all Eric's kind of idea. He had an idea for like something to do with candles, and we found some set designer, and she she like came up with the rest. It was it was pretty awesome. It was hot as balls. <laughs> that, that's the one thing when you light. Like, so we uh, for the summer vacation we went to uh, Budapest, and yeah, and uh, the cool. opera house there at one point was all those chandeliers had candles in them. Really, and I'm like. You had to be dying of heat stroke during every performance. Uh, it was on my back, too. I saw the audience, like, sweating, and I'm like, and my back was, like, burning. <laughs> it was all right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just shining out like a, like a, like a gamma ray. So uh, I, I, the thought occurred to me that at Parks Casino, and uh, tickets are available, uh, are, are you, you don't impress me as a casino type of guy, are you? I mean, as, as far as playing the games. No, what I like to play is the game of pick out the hooker. (laughs) 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 You got to do is look for the woman alone, dressed for prom. Uh Yeah, and then say hi to them. And if they say hi back, that's a hooker. It's a hooker. So you're you're saying not the obvious classic hooker attire, a more prom look. Yeah, there's that for sure. It's like they they try to blend in because they're trying to get thrown out. But... um, (laughs) <laughs> it's just a fun game. I don't even want to go home with them. I just want to like, stop them. Yeah. <laughs> I try to play different games. Same when I go to strip clubs, I just try to get the real name. What you should do, Ari, next time is bring one of those wrist corsages with you. and uh, just <laughs> <laughs> Will you be my paid date tonight? <laughs> yeah. Just have like, like $100 bills. Like, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. I love it. Uh, so the the name of the the special or the, your tour is the wrong side of history, and what is that the uh, the theme that we're getting a, a historical look at uh, you know people who have been on the wrong side of it? No, just um, it's just uh, it's really just jokes again. But a lot of it's okay. just like not to look at. You know, you can take the wrong side of things. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I love the um, uh, your 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 podcast, the uh, the Skeptic Tank, and and the um, uh, and it's weird because I was thinking about this and thinking about you, and and over the course, I've always been I've always been sort of a um, cynical and skeptical, uh, but but I think in an appropriate way. I, I may have gotten a little bit more, you know, over the past couple of years, and it's like, and in a way, I think, well, is this? Am I getting really dour and and, and is it a bad outlook? But in a way, I feel a little bit more liberated by it because at least, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel there's there's something to it that at least says, well, I, I'm, I'm trying to discern what makes me feel liberated about it. Maybe perhaps you can inf- inform me. I think sometimes it's like not caring. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> that like, might be it, yeah. New president, and whoever it's going to be, it's going to go like, and everyone's going to go, oh, we're all hopeful. And you're like, I've been through 50 of these. <laughs> yeah. No, they're just going to lie to you. I can just tell you they're going to lie to you. Right, right. And, you know? and, and in a way, that's liberating. Yeah, because you're like, I'm not getting involved. You guys have, I'm not going to take a walk. You guys have fun with this anger or this, like, hope. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm out. Have fun with your hope. <laughs> uh, so so with the uh, with the tour and with the uh, the material and the podcast and all that stuff, and I think we've asked this before, um, you know, and you apparently or seem to not have 
a drive to do anything acting wise and all that stuff because you seem like you seem like such a character. You naturally you, you know, with Rasputin, you're you're rubbing your beard right now. You're like built for visuals, but you still that's something that still has no real interest to you. Acting. Well, the thing is. It seems it's fun a, a little bit, but the people who do it are the worst humans in the world. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw the Oscars where no. Will Smith's not that guy, and then and then everyone is applauding him five minutes later because they're all phonies. They're all rapid <laughs> slates, just trying to be with whatever you want them to be. It's pretty interesting. You can see it now in all these uh, in the war going on in the Middle East, where they all have to give their hot takes. Yeah, we care. You know, or Matthew McConaughey thinks on the war or, or, or on Middle East conflict or on raising it. It's like, shut up. You guys suck. You all effing suck. What do you think about this this revelation? And, 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 and to your point about the whole Will Smith thing, um, the Jada Pinkett Smith selling a book and she's saying that they technically have been divorced since 2016. So that was all performative. All performative. Yeah. Stuck. Yeah. Every time you look at that, you're like, this one's good. He's putting on a role. He's putting on a face. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're all first pieces of ass in the world. I'll catch myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So you're not leaving the door open. <laughs> Dude, I said, because I meet him through people, like, you know, Rogan and stuff, like, yeah. be connected. And then they come in a room and everyone's like, oh, and then I'm telling, it's every time within three to seven minutes, you see it. You see the, the, the they live version of them, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> a great reference, by the way. Yeah, where you put your glasses on and they all have skull faces. <laughs> I, 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 there's something, and and Preston, we've we there was somebody that that used to be in in radio, and you do find them at those they live moments when they're out dealing with, say, a waiter or a waitress or or. In real world, not cameras around situation, and that's the person they really are. And that's right, right, right. It's it's a revelation. Yeah, and you're like, oh, you're just a jerk. Who's a jerk to waiters? Yeah, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) Oh, you guys must deal with it all the time. You must have a ton of actors coming here. Yeah, you know what? We and I have to say, what happens is that we do, we'll do the due diligence and we do, you know, the research and and, and all that stuff, and let them know that their their time is going to mean something here. And we always get a good, we always get a good. We don't get, we don't really have never had a a douchey experience, you know. Also, yeah. They're here to sell something, yeah. You know? and, and so yeah. more often than not, they, exactly. they have a, a message they want to get out there, and they're going to be all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're, they're going to be nice as a result. And and but to Steve's point, like we don't even when the interview's over, ninety nine point nine percent of the time they're nice before, during, and after. So like we don't ever deal with it that much. Um, but Ari, I did want to ask you because there's you know. <laughs> There's nothing funny happening in the Middle East right now. However, you're a comedian who comments on this type of thing. So at what point are you able to start making jokes about any of it? Or have you already? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, like, I'm trying to think what a good comparison is. Like, I mine for darkness, you know? Yeah. I, I look for ores of, of what other people would look for gold in the, in the 49s. I'm looking for dark, dark laughs where people don't want to go. And so you see a thing like this, and I'm just like, everyone else is looking like, oh, I got to deal with this. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, you're- because the range of, of laugh to walk out angry report me is so it's so wide that it's just right. Uh, I, what kills me is the notion that someone would come to see you without 
even a whiff of knowledge of what you're about. And I, but certainly at this point, the people who are acutely aware and who love what you're doing far outweigh the anomalous one person who has no idea, correct? Yeah, but it's always fun when someone will get angry, walk out, and you're like, oh, you lost somebody. And you got to be like, which part? Like, <laughs> all the bus stuff? Was it the Down syndrome things? Was it like, which which is specific issue? Right, right. It's always a, a drunk white lady. A drunk white lady. <laughs> Do you have your own friends going, no, just stay off? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, it, it, it's funny because I think of Gilbert Gottfried and, and, and um, you know, Gilbert was just, again, that same sort of, you know, rush towards rush towards it, you know, uh, and um, and it was, again, if you don't like it, you don't, you don't frequent it but but i mean there was there was something and and his joy in being that guy was was tangible you were you were you friends with gilbert no i knew him a little but he was he was already by the time i met him he was like pretty old <laughs> he was pretty old by the time I met him. he was crazy though man he was i mean due respect he, he would leave with leftovers wherever he went <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He I've never seen a cheaper human. <laughs> Rest in peace. Yeah, I'm sure he's still rolls of toilet paper from Heaven's bathroom. He left with like tasty cakes and like uh-huh. stuff from our vending machine one time. Yeah, he was like stick. Yeah, he was like sticking it in his pocket or like whatever bag yeah. he had with him. It was like he just got out of the Holocaust like, <laughs> like a week ago. <laughs> And he was afraid it was always going to go away. I guess you never lose that. Yeah. <laughs> he was never there. He was never there. I'm, I'm yeah. saying generationally. Uh, yeah. So. Wow. Uh, yeah. Gilbert was great. He went to those dark things all the time. It's just fun. And also, you know, the other comics aren't doing it yet. So it's like. Well, what is the best? I was hearing, who was I hearing talk about that Rogan's the mothership? Is is like the premier place for um, for comedy now and for trying out. Yeah, we com- just said Duncan Trussell in here. Yes, on he, that's Friday, who it was. He lives in Austin oh, now. Yeah, um, yeah. Have you played the Mothership yet? Sometimes it's great. It's great. Well, they, what they have is those phone pouches. They have everyone's phones locked up. Ah, oh. so really can go to like a terrible place. <laughs> you can really go to a terrible place. How often do they do that in, in clubs and, and, and areas around the country where you play? Because, I mean, it used to be what would happen is uh, comedians would be, ter- well, not terrified, but would be pissed off because stuff they were working on, and when it's not completely honed, gets out and online, and that's counterproductive. Well, now it's that, but also it's like, Hey, this isn't for regular people. Right. That will understand this. Like, I mean, last night at the Comedy Cellar, it was, it was, I guess, like near 1 a.m. on a Sunday night. You know, the people that are there are like drug addicts and, <laughs> and like real pieces of crap. <laughs> like, so, like, they'll laugh at some things that, like, you know, your wife might not be that into, <laughs> but she's not there. So she's not supposed to see it. That's what it always gets angry is when someone who's not supposed to see it gets in, suddenly invited somehow through through video. Right, right. Um, uh, Ari, you're, you're coming to town this weekend. For those who are just tuning in, yeah. it's uh, Ari Shafir who's going to be here at the uh, Parks Casino on Saturday. Um, I don't know if you pay attention to sports or if you pay attention to what's uh, going on in the cities. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, you know about the Phillies, right? Yeah, I, I can't believe they're all getting on Bryce Harper for rounding for trying to f- score a tying run. <laughs> they're all calling him an idiot for that last series. Really? And I'm like, you try, try to score. I don't get it. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, in the end, they, up, Philly's won anyway. So if he made <laughs> that mistake, yeah, yeah, he came back. He, and made up like for he it. had a definite run and not two out to the man on first if he gets back. Do, do you, are, are you into it um, heavily or is it just a passing interest? I mean, until the Astros are out, you know, I'll still, I'll still watch. Okay, okay. Sure, they lose. You just got to see it out, you know. That's the most hated team. God, I hate the Astros. Oh, yeah. Was it you? I was hearing talk about um, that the amount of comedians who are into MMA now. This bizarre anomalous, you know, uh, there, there seems to be a high. Like it used to be that the comedians were not the sports kind of people, and or at least yeah. it, right. And I, I think I'm almost positive it was you addressing the amount. I guess, and I guess through Joe Rogan and the other comedians and uh, all these MMA fans. Was it you? Maybe I, I don't know. I remember when I started comedy, I was shocked. I've never met a dude who's not into sports. Yeah. And then, in, in common, it's like, wait, most of you are not into sports. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like rejects that got into comedy that are into like, you know, hanging out in a, in a mood by the library. <laughs> like, oh, I was watching games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and MMA, I guess, like, maybe it's because of Rogan. Yeah. Maybe also it's fast growing, but. It's pretty wild, the um the effect that Rogan has had on, on a, a lot of things, not just like MMA, but, uh, you know, he's got this, it's, it's kind of like the, um, the sphere that like Taylor Swift has and Rogan, you know, like, um, like you talk about like Burt Kreischer, you know, and, and his like ascension over the last five years, he, uh, you know, he attributes that to, to being on Rogan's podcast. I was, it's pretty awesome when you get like the new, you know, major news source or major platform is just your comedian buddy. Yeah. Well, no, but no, yeah. but no, but I need to, I need to jump in here. You, you're not going to just because you're friends with Rogan, that's not going to happen. You actually have to have talent. You have to be really good at stuff. And and I'm going to bring this back to you because the first time I ever saw you perform, uh, you were opening for Rogan at Helium. And I went to the yeah. show, and I'm watching your act, and my my first initial reaction was like, this guy's not an opener. This guy is is 1,000% a headliner, and, and but sometimes what it takes is uh, you need to, like, uh, you, you just need to get your name out there. Am I right? Yeah, he's really supportive. He's always been like, whenever people, like, write him up as this or that, it's like, I don't know, the way comics know him is as the most supportive guy in comedy. It's great. That's great. Even when we're crapping on each other, like that guy sucks. He, he's like, no, it's funny. Like he, he's always like, he just believes in everybody. Have you have you noticed a shift from from because the industry was years ago was and, and Preston's mentioned this as well that it was kind of known as a um, as a little bit more backstabbing and, and backbiting. A lot and of rivalries. A lot of rivalry. And, and but yeah. there seems to be, I guess, because there's more latitude and where you can bring your stuff to that it seems to be a lot more supportive. Are you are you sensing that or is that erroneous? Yeah, it's like it's like you actually. Yeah. Before it was like you try to book a sitcom or something, so it's either you or I get it. Right. Now it's like you'll have a podcast, I'll have a podcast, you'll do mine, I'll do yours. I need you and you need me to get ahead. Right, right. So that's the reason, but I don't know. It's just like there's no more gatekeepers. It's just do it yourself. So everyone's super helpful. You would think even like if someone's starting a podcast, you wouldn't tell them how to do it, but that's not the everybody helps everybody. Like, let me show you what equipment you need. Like, come over and look at my settings. Yeah. No, that's cool. 
Yeah, because yeah. I, the, the 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 classic rising tide uh, thing, I guess, is is true. No, uh, and, I, and I like that because, uh, especially back, you know, in, in, when there were more of these uh, rivalries, it, it was like you either you either like this guy or that guy. You couldn't really like both. Right, of them. And right. I like, but I kind of like both of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, why do I have to go chocolate or vanilla? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I used to love those those created um, battles, though, where I used to joke and be like, you watch, you watch TNT, they still run MacGyver. It's like, <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> you know, it's like there's enough to go around. It's like, you know, um, and that's the worst is an orchestrated faux rivalry or a faux, um, uh, you know, a battle because it, it, it resonates as so hollow. It's one thing we never did. You know, we never uh, we've always had pretty good bosses and, and we've never the classic. I hate our, our, our the, the suits, you know, and so yeah. I think people can read if it's fake. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Trying to put something on, trying to copy someone else's battle. Right, so right. We'll do that too, but it's like, it's not real. They're letting you do whatever you want. That's how you guys got good. They let you do what you want. Yeah. You hey, um, <laughs> so I'm sorry. You, you got your show this uh, this weekend at Parks, which, uh, I, you know, it's Saturday night, 8 o'clock. Great. Um, but I'm looking forward to your next special. When can I expect to see another Ari Shafir special? Thanks, buddy. No, not for a while. Probably another year or so. I'll record one. Yeah, I got stuff down, but it's like I'm trying to. It's, I don't want to rush it. The last one was went really well, so I'm like just having fun, messing around, and not trying to be like guided or anything. Right, let it happen when it happens naturally. Is is it is it actually sort of uh, obviously you have the outlet of the podcast, but does that in a way hinder generating material for stand up because you're committed? Yeah, I just, I just quit my podcast in June. Ah, I was like, ah, I think I'm, I think I'm done. Did you quit in style? Did you like throw stuff down and storm out the door or? <laughs> I said F off to my boss and then I realized that was me. But I was like, oh, damn. I want to <laughs> see me in my office. <laughs> I want to see me. <laughs> like a nice hot dump on my desk. <laughs> like, was oh, it man, was I'm... it just taking up a little too much time when you keep doing other creative things or? Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, I don't know. It's just been like 12 years. I just wanted to like. And dude, you live on so many. You you're a guest on so many other. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, it's not like you've left. It's, the, the, the seismic. Le- yeah, you're you're still there all the time. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I'm already present now when I'm doing those things. It's like fun again instead of like oh, another thing to do. Right, yeah. right. I get it. Yeah, Absolutely. It's like, it's like yeah, I don't know. I miss you guys. It's, it's <laughs> like fun to talk and like something you have to do. All right, well, all right, this weekend we'll just remind everybody to get out Parks Casinos where you'll be able to see the wrong side of history tour with uh, Ari Shafir. And let's remember to get out and support those fills. Yeah, Yeah, man. Come on. Could have been better. Rally the troops here. (laughs) 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 All right, man. Well, we hope you have a great show, Ari. Thanks for checking in this morning. It's always great to talk to you, all right? Yeah, great to see you guys. All right, we'll see you. Ari Shafir, guys. Uh, and Parks, great place to go and see him perform live. Parkscasino.com to get the tickets if you like. I love his, he just, just we bring up actors. Oh, they're the worst people on earth. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, hang on, we have another surprise guest. Uh, hey, everybody, it's David. Hey, David. Hey. Hi, David. How you doing? Good, how are you? Good, man. What's all the hubbub about this morning? I'm doing pretty good. I, I hear I won a thousand bucks. How about that? Bum cash winner right there. And, this, and you 
just got in under the wire, uh, David. We are in our final week of doing this, so kudos to you. You've been uh, you've been playing it. You've been entering for a little while now. I have. We listen to every day, entering in, just pray I'm gonna win. Ah, well, you got it. Look at on that. a Monday, no less. It paid off, David. What's your last name and where are you from? Uh, it's uh, Henderson. I'm uh, from uh, Harleysville. From Harleysville. Oh. I'm sure we've hung out together, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll see you passing in the heading. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, David. Congratulations. Thousand bucks is yours. Thank you for listening, man. We appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. It's awesome. There goes another winner. Yeah. Right there, David from Harleysville. And your next chance coming up around 10 a.m., so do not miss the opportunity. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. One more guest to talk to. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Your smart speaker can settle arguments, tell you the weather, and even order stuff. But did you know it can also stream WMMR, ask it to open MMR, and it'll begrudgingly comply. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We have uh, two guests in our studio. I'm going to introduce the first one and uh, bring you up to speed on his story, and then I will introduce the second one. The first guest is somebody who's been part of our program for a long, long time. You may have heard him a little bit here and there, but if you, more so, you have been impacted by his influence on our program. If you've ever been to any of our events and beer has been involved, <laughs> this guy's been the man responsible for it uh, for, uh, I don't know how many years. Forever. Forever with our program. Mm-hmm. He has helped us uh, have some parties and go on trips and do all kinds of stuff. Uh, so we're very ha- happy to welcome our friend John Dorenzi yeah. to the show this morning. Good to see you, John. Guys, thank you so much for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. All right, and John, for years you worked with? I worked with uh, Penn Beer. I was the vice president here in Philadelphia. Sold a lot of beer for a long time. Yeah, you did. And when we heard you were hanging it up from the yeah. business, we're like, wow. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. I was at uh, spring uh, training. Yeah. I, I encountered you and you yep. showed up. And I'm blah, 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 blah. That and, was it. And yeah. then a little bit later, we found out that you were in, you had you had a serious medical condition yeah. and that you're in need of a yeah. kidney transplant. What exactly is yeah. the story? Yeah, so my kidneys failed. I had some, you know, some hereditary disease in my family, you know, and it, it hit me kind of quick. It was like, you know, I went to the doctors and he's like, hey, you know, you're going to need a transplant. My wife's like, well, well, okay, well, how long? And he's like, you know, four to five months. And she's like, what? 
you know, and it surprised us. I mean, I knew I had some issues, but it came on really quick. Wow. And, uh, you know, both my kidneys have failed. And he said, you know, you're going to need a transplant. So since March, I've been on dialysis, uh-huh. you know, and uh, how, how, it, so just for uh, clarification, because I've always yeah. sort of peripherally understood what is involved. Is this an everyday thing? Yeah. So I do, it's called peritoneal dialysis. So okay. I do it from home. So they've basically, my bedroom has become a hospital room. Okay. And it's, uh, I do it every night and it takes, you know, seven, eight hours. What? <laughs> yeah, Can man. you do it while you're asleep? Yeah, I hook up like 10, 11 o'clock and I should sleep the night through. But, you know, it doesn't always work. There's a lot of alarms that go off. Maybe it kinks and it doesn't work. And, you know, it drives me and my wife a little crazy, but it's it's okay. I mean, it's, I'm living. You know? I, yeah. I hook up. What do you mean? What, what do so you do? I have, a, I have a port in okay. my stomach that literally um, goes in me and they, they put, I put dialysis fluids into me four times it's a it's a four time process goes right. in and out mm. and it's uh you know so during it, during that eight during that eight hour period will it automatically run or do you have yeah. to do you have to stop I, no i have a it's a machine it's it's okay. pretty cool i mean i literally hook up and if it if everything works right i go eight hours i sleep and nothing happens but it's not quite that easy but yeah it used to be or and may perhaps still is depending yeah. on what the dialysis because i'll see a dialysis center i think there's one right up on right. city line and i assume that's people yeah that's like hemo that's where it's mostly blood it's like okay blood goes in and comes out and they clean your blood okay mine is done differently it puts the liquid into me okay and it cleans it inside then it goes out wait okay. why why is it different for you is it your condition or is it yeah. because you're well, doing it at home you can do it a couple different ways and again i don't know everything but right. there's two ways to do it hemo is the blood peritoneal is like the liquid that goes in me okay. Okay. And again, I don't know everything about it, but there are the two different ways that you can get dialysis. All right. Well, joining John, and he might be able to shed a little bit more light on some of these more particular things, is the Clinical Operations Administrator at Gift of Life. And we want to welcome John Edwards yeah. to the program this morning. John, nice to see you. Nice um, to be here. So, um, you know, obviously, Gift of Life, tell us about that first and foremost. Yeah. You know, so, Gift of Life, I mean, John's story is not unique in hmm. the sense that, you know, there's 100,000 people on the transplant waiting list within Steve organ failure and uh i mean their only hope is uh either a deceased donor which is uh, the area that i work in or uh as john's uh, also seeking as a is a living donor and uh the reality is is i mean when you think about it you talk about the phillies a bunch so for the audience visually i mean think of two citizens bank stadiums yeah right filled with people who are in need of an organ. Right. And that's and na- nationally right now? That's nationally. 100,000 people nationally in our area. It's about 5,000 people. Okay. Right. And uh, now, fortunately for John, I mean, it's it's sucks, right? You're on yeah. peritoneal dialysis eight hours a night. It's an inconvenience. Um, or you're going to a hemodialysis center three times a week. Um, and it's really hard on your body. But, I mean, at least... There, there um, is dialysis. I mean, there's people who are in need of a heart transplant or yes. lung transplant, and they don't have that, you know, um, capability. So their only hope is a donor family saying, 
yes to the opportunity donation. So an opportunity like this to talk a little bit about the organ donation, the impact it makes on people's lives is remarkable. So to me, it's always been a no-brainer. My, my mother and everybody in the family for forever was, you know, yeah, you, you donate. You know, you if you can have that um, uh, save a life or extend on if you happen to pass for whatever, like if it's a heart or whatever, uh, or even a, a living donor. But but I mean, the, the amount of um, uh, of progress that they've made in, in helping the body to not to re- not reject things and to manage things. It's, I've, I mean, there was a story the other night of a guy who got a heart transplant, and, and it was they do it a lot now, and it's it's kind of nice to let the the person who um, you know who lost someone hear the heart beating in someone else's chest, and it, it's kind of an amazing thing. I mean, it, it literally is as, as tangible, a, you know, a, a a demonstration of allowing someone to live and to continue living with that gift. So, Steve, I'm glad you brought it up. Actually, I mean. I- so, you know, I run uh, the clinical operations for the organ procurement organization for this area. There's 56 organizations like ours in the United States. We're the largest program in the U.S. Not by population. New York's larger. Yeah. L.A. is bigger. But we do more organ donor cases than anyone else. And it really speaks to the generosity of our community. The, the amazing work that our team does a Gift of Life. And what it does is we meet people at their worst possible moment. Right. right? The loss of a loved one. And our team really sort of shepherds them through that loss, reframes that tragedy for them. Um, and hopefully, you know, provides a life-saving gift for a like John. And on my end, Steve, like, my my nurses at, at like, I was with DaVita, right? My, my nurse, Lisa, she's amazing. Like, so their goal is to keep me as healthy as I can, that when the kidney does come, I can go in and get it. And yeah. Like, I literally, I go in every week for something, blood, whatever yeah. it is. And, like, you know, I, I, I'm, right now, I'm, I'm doing okay, you know? I feel good. I've lost some weight, but both my kidneys have failed. So yeah. it's like, any day, it you know it could you know it can go the other way, right? Right. right. But they're the, that Davida. I mean, they're a fabulous place, and my nurses at Jefferson and at Davida, they're they're keeping me, they're keeping me happy, they're keeping me upbeat, and they're saying, hey, you know, when you get one, you got to be ready to go. So they're they're an amazing organization. Good. How how long can you live on dialysis? You know, honestly, they've told me I can live. Basically for 10 years. I mean, so my weight, my blood type is a little rare. So they're saying it's like a six to eight year wait. But honestly, I don't know. I don't know how long I can do that for. Six to know? eight year wait. <laughs> you know? So, so with, with, yeah. with, a, with a, a suitable donor, someone, yeah. uh, you know, provides you with the, the kidney. Yeah. I assume then, then, because I know so many people who have lived many, many years yeah. with it, with a, uh, a transplant and, and go on and, and I mean, live a full uh, remainder yeah. of the life, whatever, they'll, they'll whatever a full me, life Steve, is. They'll literally say that I can live a normal life. Now, yeah. the it's funny thing is they keep my two kidneys in there yeah. and they add a third. Oh, oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Okay. So they'll cut off the other two and they'll kind of fizzle up, I guess. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And, and I'll have a new one. But, you know, the donor... It's shrinkage. You could, yeah, yeah, exactly. I already have that. But uh, the donor can live a very, a very, very healthy life. And that's like, that's the difference. Like with a kidney, I mean, heart and lung is a lot different, right? Yes. But a kidney transplant from a living donor, if it's a healthy person, it, it's pretty basic now. Okay. I mean, it's not basic. It's a major surgery. Yeah. But from what they're saying, it, it 
can be. So, so yeah, what's fairly routine now? What yeah, is yeah. your uh, blood type, and how do we find uh, someone so to match you? I am a B positive blood type, right? So, Which I am yeah. as well. So, does that mean that possibly my kidney could match yours? Yes. Okay. It does. Now, and how so, do we find that out? So, there's a Nicoletti Transplant Center. Is my my center? It's with Jefferson Hospital. So, you know, you'd call there, you'd say mm-hmm. my name, and. You'd go through it. I mean, because honestly, John, uh, I would give you my kidney. The, yeah. the stuff you've done for us over the years, like you're just like the kindest, sweetest person. And, and I know that the, you're pretty humble about all this stuff. Um, but if there's anything that we could ever do for somebody like you, yeah. it, you know, you just you 100 percent deserve yeah. it. And uh, I've been thinking about you a lot over the last few weeks. It, I can't imagine uh, what you're going through when your family's going through. But it's good to know that there's hope. Yeah, there is. There is. And, and they're great. I mean, they, they keep you going, man. Like I said, the, the nurses at DeVita are awesome. They're and it's like, OK, and. They're, I'm going to get one. It's you just will. if I get a living donor, like soon, would be awesome. If I have, is that preferable? It, it would be because I, I mean, from what they tell you, a living donor, it's a it's a healthy kidney that right. you're getting. Now, a deceased donor, you know, John could speak more about that. But if they do it at the right time, and these guys are awesome at it, then you know, you, the person and the family has to say, you know what, my 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 loved ones passing away go ahead and do this like it's not a ride to work man it's a, it's a no which, which is a quick thing sure, reminds you, know? you of, of on your license and and and, and yeah signing that yeah. and, and, and uh, uh, agreeing to that is such a a lot of people forget to do it yeah and, and, and at the I'll point where you, time is of the essence when it happens you know and steve it's going to change my life when yeah. i get one i mean you guys know i, I will go f- i will do anything for somebody if they need something and this is something that's changed my life i mean people people have like nick just said people have gone in and gotten tested and yeah. either they don't match or they do match and there's like a swap program and yeah. people right. can go in and give a kidney that doesn't match me but then that moves me up the list and mm. i've had people go in and get tested and like for me like, yeah it's unbelievable and like my good friends are throwing an event for me my my good friend mike and my my friends from my fraternity in westchester they're literally putting an event together to try to get awareness mm. to to just you know get some people to sign up and, and let's mention that it. yeah yeah because it is uh it's november 18th play two at chickies and Pete's yeah. in south philly from one to four p.m uh and that and they put that together for they you. did and, yeah. and you know what it's it's awesome it's like when you when you sit back and you have friends and like you guys having me on this show is amazing mm-hmm. you know but um it's it's great it's just it's amazing what people do and the outpouring of love that you get and that you hear uh is, is great it's mm-hmm. awesome so i have a friend who donated her kidney to her brother and um and i didn't she she actually told me about what you you talked about like if she wasn't going to be a match or, or whatever she could still donate and then yeah. it would bump him up and he he was very young same thing some sort of yeah. you know kidney disease but she was able to to donate um for him and so like the two of them went in together and yep. it was i mean it was pretty emotional to watch oh their- my god and, and you know you've seen different stories of it like after the fact like people don't know your donor and then you find out who they are and i mean like you know what you know what can you do for that person right. but i'm going to figure that out it's, you know it's I, like, I saw a, a process john one one morning i was in for a procedure it was a, this was a pen and, and somebody was donating a kidney and that person i mean they came out and they were i'll start tearing up talking right. it was just beautiful to see it it was amazing yeah, it and, and and it was just such an incredible thing to witness and and the the joy from the the donor i mean you guys yeah. do your blood drive every year right and it yeah. makes people feel great that they can donate a pint of blood and if somebody could, you know, donate a kidney or an organ or have a family member that's passing away and say, do this, it could save, like John will tell you, it could save 
10 lives. Yeah, you know? well, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, I mean, John, to your point, and Steve brought it up, yeah. I mean, you know, putting that designation on your driver's license, I mean, that's incredibly important. Sharing your decision with your family, your legal Mexican, the people who are going to be making that decision. Uh, I mean, because most people don't even know an organization like ours exists no, yeah. until you come in contact where, you know, unfortunately your loved one has passed away or, you know, someone like John, um, who needs a life-saving organ. And, I mean, the, the, the outpouring of support that I've seen for this gentleman, the moment <laughs> I walked in here, I mean, <laughs> you guys love him so much, you care about him so much, and that's what we deal with when we're working with donor families. I mean, their courage and their generosity is just it's remarkable. It's amazing what getting people drunk for decades <laughs> do. <laughs> it does. For making friends. <laughs> right? Making friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't even business. drink and I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, so the next step is to... Uh, Obviously, get the word out about you, John, in particular, and we've been trying to do that as well. Uh, but about this trade-up thing, um, how do you designate that, uh, John? <laughs> so there's different um, <clears throat> there's different programs that you can pursue live donation. I mean, we have remarkable access to transplant medicine here in Philadelphia. People don't recognize that. I mean, between Jefferson and Penn and Einstein um, and CHOP, and I mean, you know, it's unbelievable yeah. access. And there's also programs um, that you can look up online where uh, they do. Uh, an exchange uh, where they do a chain. Yeah. Um, so uh, all that information is readily available. Yeah. You know, online. And again, Nicoletti Transplant Center. That's my transplant center, and that's okay. like I mean, I know there's there's others, Penn and and like you said, Einstein and Lourdes over in Jersey. But um, you know, Nicoletti Transplant Center, they're 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 tops, and we are so lucky. I'm so lucky to live here that we have hospitals yes. that are phenomenal and doctors mm-hmm. that do this literally every day. So, like I said, I, I think uh, I mean I'm hoping. You know, you got I got a ton of hope, but I'm yeah. in very good shape. And, and good you place. should have. I'm going to go to this real quick phone call because uh, Mary is a volunteer at Gift of Life, but she's got a personal story besides that. Hi, Mary. Good morning. Well, good morning, everybody. How are you? Good. What's up, Mary? So uh, I had a kidney transplant in 1990 from my brother at Hop, and it lasted 23 years. Wow. And then in 2012, I needed a second one. And my husband, nobody matched at that point. And so I had my husband and I became paired exchange people. He shipped his kidney out to California to a stranger, and I then received a kidney from another stranger in California. Wow. And in 2017, we flew to California, <laughs> and we put all the kidneys back in the room. And so we had dinner with our, our my, wow. my donor and his recipient. Ah. And um, and I, I think I've actually told you guys the story before. It's There's nothing better. The parrot exchange works. It works. It works. And uh, I am 10 years out. I'm kicking ass because I got a badass kidney from a guy who's a mountain climber, <laughs> and he did it for his sister. And so the chain goes on and on. He did it for me because his sister needed one. She then got one. So think of it as a pair of shoelaces, and they intertwine. And it was perfect. And my husband is 100% fine and is awesome. And so it's you got to do it. And, mm. John, I, I pray for you. Thank you very much. Oh, thank oh, you, Mary. Yeah. That's all. Awesome. choked up over Great here. Story. Oh, my goodness. Know. It's a good story. It, it, it is, is a, a good story. story. Yeah. I tell it at every gift of life. 
uh, thing I go to. I table events all the time, and I tell the story, and it's it's amazing. But you'd be surprised how many people have similar stories. So, like John says, we got we got to get this out here. Absolutely. So, good luck to you, John. Thank you very much. All right, thanks, Mary. Appreciate it. Um, so, the event uh, that John had mentioned, yeah, is going to be at uh, Chickies and Pete's, the South Philly location, November eighteenth, and it's to get awareness out and maybe find you never. There might be somebody who might be there. Might uh, be a match. You never know. Listening right now. Um, and tickets are available at friendsofdorenzi.com, or you can just go to PrestonSteve.com. We've got a nice little section uh, there to give you all the info, and I'm sure we'll include uh, Gift of Life on that as well and how you can uh, sign up. And also to not forget to, if it's within something you would <clears throat> like to uh, to give of yourself on, on when you're on your license. You can designate organ donor. It's very yeah. simple to do. Yeah. And uh, and like you said, Steve, don't forget about that when it's uh, an option that's available. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, listen, John, we'll continue to get the word out. With that. I feel good about this. Do I? And, uh, and I think that um, I think that everything's going to be cool in the very awesome. near future. Guys, thank you so much. Of course. Yes, thank love you very much. Great Absolutely. Appreciate and it. thank you, John. Nice to meet you as well. Yeah. Nice meeting everyone. All right. Thank Let's you hear so for much. John and John. Hey. And uh, please help out if you can do that. Um, speaking of uh, John's association with uh, beer, um, I saw this interesting little factoid uh, this morning. Um, the World Travel Awards wasn't aware of this. Um, apparently, I'm a multiple recipient. It's a of the World Traveler <laughs> Award. Uh, it is a country and continent specific awards. Uh, awarding of awards, I guess I should say. Um, and not surprisingly, the Guinness Storehouse in Dublin, Ireland oh. took home this year's blue ribbon for Europe's leading beer tour visitor experience. So that's a, a given you would think. We but did. it's not the only award. Um, Timeout reports that it nabbed the 2023 title for Europe's leading tourist attraction Period. The Guinness, what? the wow. Guinness tour. Yeah. Well, more I, than the Eiffel Tower and, and the Coliseum and so the Louvre and other ones that were on there were the Coliseum, the Acropolis, and the Eiffel Tower. They don't have beer. Oh my God. And they be, and it was beat out I mean, by the Guinness Brewery. It's really cool, though. It is cool. <laughs> I mean, we see, had a blast. <laughs> what, did you not? No, no, we did. No, we, did. Uh, we had a really good. We time. reenacted the opening credits to Laverne and oh, Shirley. Right, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. But I mean, you put that above the Coliseum. <laughs> well, and it's. Laverne and Shirley. Is yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. But not everybody does the Laverne and Shirley. A lot of people well, travel from all around the world not familiar with Laverne and Shirley. Does the Coliseum sell beer? Uh, I, that I don't know. Probably not. Casey, <laughs> in the basement. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I do not know if alcohol is available at the Coliseum. No, that, that takes I gotta a mind imagine, bar. I can imagine the Eiffel Tower, you can get a glass yes. of wine if you want to. Yeah, so there is booze at some of these events. And you guys have been to the, uh, to the um, Heineken Brewery in um, Amsterdam? No. Amsterdam? Yeah, no. I, I did that years ago, and it was fantastic. And uh, Steve, I, I haven't been to the Guinness one, so I don't know if it's the same, but like at, you do the tour, and you yeah. get the whole history of the uh, brewery, which has been around since 1600s or whatever. And then at the end, they they shuffle you into a bar. You're having drinks that you know, and the tour ticket that you buy gets you beers at the end of the tour. It's fantastic. It is it is pretty wild. Again, as someone who who uh, doesn't drink, but I'm fascinated with that process. I'm fascinated with that the whole the whole thing, and that's why again going through a, a Guinness press and it, it was uh, it was 
amazing to see the mechanism in, you know in uh, in motion. I still have the coin they give you uh, at the top of the factory. The gravity oh, bar. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. It's and, and it's not a, a coin. Is not the right word. It's like a plastic and almost has like a, a it drop. It has a drop of, of the beer in it. Yeah. Here's, yeah. Your, here's your cheap piece of crap. Take it. <laughs> no, I remember that. It would. It's uh. It's the inside of the and yep. it's clear. Yeah. And it, it, but I mean, it's <laughs> still clear. It didn't fade. It didn't crack. Nothing. Oh, we were doing our broadcast for the uh, St. Patrick's Day. That was the, the legendary one where there, uh, the entire city was shut down. Right. for hoofing mouth disease. <laughs> and so, no, and everyone in, in the, in the, we're going to get the authentic sounds of Ireland. Everyone was from Spain or Australia. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah there were there were no yeah. Irish no, that no. even worked in the bar I, that we were in. We I think Eddie's from Ireland. We put no one on yeah, there yeah. who is <laughs> native great. to Ireland. Uh, so, but it says here in this article that I read, the Guinness Storehouse is less garden variety brewery than a theme park. You can print a selfie in your beer froth. So this is, they've come a long oh, way yeah. since we were there, Steve. They don't, did they implement the Laverne and Shirley thing or, or did they not? You need to drop the okay. Laverne and Shirley thing. <laughs> uh, and become an expert at pouring a pint of Guinness the right way. It's a six step process. You can also tour the premises, underground tunnels included. Oh, they've added a lot. Uh, Guinness's more than 250 year long history is teeming with fascinating facts that you learn there as well. And don't they have an, an abusive Irish mouse who's always drunk? Uh, like a Mickey Mouse uh, kind of thing? Oh, I, right? don't no, no. I, I do not know. I do not know. beat your ass! What, what is the... So so this is, this is the top tourist attraction in Europe, period. What is the greatest tourist attraction you've ever been to? Oh, wow. And that, and that can be a historical tourist attraction because we're talking about, you know, the Eiffel Tower and the Coliseum and things like that. What is one that was just like, oh, my God, this is... This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. So an actual tourist attraction, not 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 a a scenic, not a you know like a yeah, old uh, face, like an no, actual man-made something to yeah, not not a, an expanse, a, a, not a national park, oh, uh, but okay. more a because the 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 things that are cited here are the Colosseum, the Acropolis, and the Eiffel Tower. So these are structures uh, that you can visit. Um, what's been something that's been that I mean, blew just, me away? Yeah, that that. For all my travel, I'm trying to Betsy Ross house. The Betsy Ross house. <laughs> it's so tiny. It's unbelievable. So they must have been dwarfs. <laughs> no, uh, uh, um, no, it, it um, well, by the way, Betsy Ross house is very interesting. I've never been it. in it. It is actually cool because they have no. little, little um, recreations of the rooms of the time. But I, 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 I'm trying to think of something immense that just I know. That, that leveled me. Um, I, more often is the case that I, I find myself going, huh. You know, uh, so would uh, like Pearl Harbor count? Because Pearl yeah, Harbor, I think so. Let's go with that. That's that pretty, a national park now. That's pretty no? amazing. Pearl Harbor, um, uh, because of the the emotion. I have a feeling I might get the same reaction. Uh, and Nick, you've been there, Normandy. Yeah, uh, something that has historical impact like that. Yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I just don't know if that. Uh, maybe it is. Yeah, maybe attraction oh, and Six Flags. Yeah, <laughs> they're in the same <laughs> camp. <laughs> Dude, Normandy would, and Six Flags. What would be on the list now would be uh, the Sphere in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, how could you not be blown away by that? But you take like the, like you talk about the classics, the, the you know the Taj Mahal, and and uh, we talked about uh, Mount Rushmore, which I, you know, yeah, we were talking. Some people are underwhelmed by it. I thought it was pretty incredible when I went mm. there. Once you realize those are actual 
human being sitting there. No, they're not. Gigantic human beings. They're not? Yeah. They're, oh. <laughs> I, bought, I bought a cheap uh, oh, book. Okay. I don't remember how you say it. Uh, Nick, you'll be able to help me out, but the Udvard uh, thingy. In, oh, yeah, in, in uh, the National Air and Space Museum. The Udvard thingy. The yeah. Udvard um, is the adjunct one, which is out past Dulles, and uh, so they have the space shuttle there. That's a really good yeah. one, Case. So when you walk yeah, in there, Preston, the Blackbird is just sitting there. Yes. Uh, not sitting there. It's... Hovering, yeah, uh, and then all the way in the back is the space shuttle, and so and you're, I was able to touch the space shuttle. It's pretty cool, it's in really. Space. Yeah, yeah. So that to me was like, whoa. You know, what? and I don't like the, museums, the, but yeah, this the air the air and space museum, and I did not get over to that other. I don't even know if it existed the last time I was at the Smithsonian, but but um, yeah, to see the Spirit of St. Louis and to see um, yeah. the, those things were, were impressive. But again, that's that's a museum less. Than the structure itself, like the Eiffel Tower, you know. Yeah, but I guess that would count, though. Yeah, that would count. Uh, the Gaudi architecture—that was oh, yeah. mine in uh, Spain. That Barcelona, was, and- yeah. Like, and there's there's several of them, but all of them, like, you would just stop. There'd be an apartment building on the street, and you'd know immediately that it was a Gaudi, and you'd stop and and look at it. They're, they were incredible, okay. and there was a whole park with structures in it. Okay. Yeah, there's a. Uh, um- museum in Paris called the Musée d'Orsay which used to be a train station and I love that one because it's just a really cool building and they it was a train station in the 1800s and 1900s and then they actually ended up turning into a museum. Um, I like the Basilica Sacré-Cœur which is up on a hill yeah, and that's uh, like overlooks all of Paris so um, I'm lucky enough to have been there a couple of times. That one's really pretty. I don't know. Sometimes see like the, the most famous ones you get there and they're underwhelming. I don't think Eiffel Tower is underwhelming. I think Eiffel Tower is really cool but also there's just a bajillion people there. Yeah, so that, that, that is that's an issue. Yeah, I, I can see that. So sometimes, if you were to, they should let you visit these places alone often, but right. they don't. They don't let that happen. Yeah, come on, <laughs> just you and you alone. I'm on the radio. Yeah, yeah. Think about the Eiffel Tower. Ah, they have a broadcaster from Philadelphia here. I did go to Paris, uh, but I didn't feel the need to go up in it. You know what I mean? Sure. I could it, to get all yeah. up in that. Well, I could. Uh, I didn't yeah. get all up in that, but I could appreciate how awesome it was by just standing there and looking at it. Yeah. And, I just want a picture of me with a hat that says a beret that says "Rusty." Rusty. That's it. That's all. I want. That's all I want. Nick, the Spanish steps were ruined for me by how many people were there. In and, Rome. Yes, yeah. and like, and and people coming up and and you know trying to get you to buy a rose and this and that. Like, I was like, can I just look and take a picture? <laughs> like, I'm a sucker for uh, any skyscraper. So I I, yeah. I did the World Trade Center before uh, those towers fell. Um, I haven't been the Freedom Tower yet. I really want to check that out. I, I did the one in um, uh, Liberty Place before they closed, and I really enjoyed that a lot. Did you ever do the Willis, the uh, former I Sears? I did the Willis when I was a kid, yep. and I did Hancock Tower when we were into for the uh, Radio Hall of no, Fame. that was cool. That was really neat. Do you know what was very cool in London? The Shard. Yes. Shard I was going to cool. ask yeah. if you cool. yeah. see that. I, I saw that. I yeah. was in there, yeah. Empire State Building, like, State Building, like, they're all, like, rote yeah. tourist attractions, but I, I, Still I, I love them, yeah. Dude, speaking of Willis Tower, we, when we were in Chicago for the uh, uh, National Radio Hall of Fame Awards. I never saw the top of it. Not once. Because it was foggy. It was foggy. We were in there, right? the clouds. I never saw And I've been to Chicago many times, and I've seen it, and it's beautiful. I was looking forward to it. Never saw the top of it. Did we go in there after dinner that night? No. Which one was that? We went into the the Hancock Tower. Okay. And we go up to the the roof (laughs) to have dinner. Yeah. And we couldn't see anything <laughs> because it was cloudy up there. What you need to do is the building next to it is called the What You Talking About? Willis. Willis. Yeah, okay. so next to it. But by the time we were leaving, we were walking yeah. out, the clouds had dissip- uh, dissipated. And we looked down. We're like, oh, my oh. God. Yeah. We're like way In the show, there. The Night Stalker, they start with what you're sure is helicopter shots of Chicago. 
it's just taken from the top of the, at wow. that time, the Sears, Sears Tower. Yeah. yeah. Uh, riding my bike, no, actually, it wasn't my bike, but a bike across the Golden Gate Bridge, that was really the awesome. The Golden Gate Bridge, yes, again. Uh, I, I know it's like, it's a bridge. It's, it's not necessarily impressive. a tourist attraction, but it is. Kind of is. And yeah, riding is. your bike across it, you, you know, know, like stopping midway through, and it, that was really cool. Do you know on that level, well, uh, the, the Statue of Liberty, if you, if you get yeah. out to the oh, island, yeah. because yeah. that served as a beacon for so many people coming to the United oh, States. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and so, again, that has a, 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 the gravitas of history. Sure, yeah, and, and I've mentioned this before in the year, too, but uh, Alcatraz was really cool, and I thought that that was going to be a boring tourist trap, and just nothing, and it was, I got the audio tour, and, like, you learn the history behind it, um, and the boat ride out from Fisherman's Wharf to the island, that was really cool. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. Some, uh, somebody texted and said, you should travel in the off-season. Uh, that is, if you want to do the not-crowded thing, travel in off-season. Yeah. I mean, it's a trade-off. You're not going to get as good a weather, usually, or in shorter days, probably. That's why I'm doing Death Valley in the summer. Death I Valley think, in I the summertime, think it, To yes. me, it seems like that's the off-season. Uh, it's, uh, it's just reopening, by the way, from those floods that they had. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Partially reopening some of oh. Death Valley because they got those torrential downpours. By the way, speaking of heat and Death Valley and all that... Uh, Brazier, you were talking to here earlier this morning. He was giving us a rundown on the fills and what's going on uh, tonight, tomorrow night. He's going to be in uh, Arizona on Wednesday, and he said each night plan for the game. Hundred degree days. Oh my god! Hundred degree days. Yeah. Dude, that uh, that's nothing. When when we were there, it reached a hundred and ten. Oh yeah, it's mid October. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just saying for them, like the, yeah. the hundred. They're like, whew, cool. Years off. ago, when I was doing stand up, <laughs> Kathy uh, in there, it was uh, I think it was Scottsdale. Hundred hundred nineteen degrees. Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was reaching a hundred. When we were there, it was uh, the like longest streak of days over like one ten or what? Yeah. I forget yeah. what the the record was. I'm Marissa, you want to jump in with something? Yeah, you guys were saying travel in the off-season. Um, my friends and I, this is mostly because we never planned anything, but we would end <laughs> up being like the last tour in the groups that we were on. So like going at the very end. And you think that the time is shorter, but because there's so few people there, you don't need all the time that's allotted for the other slots. That's a good so idea. So we did the Acropolis. They always bring a lot of slots. Yes, Steve. Uh, uh, slots, you tell them so. <laughs> no, when we were at the Acropolis, um, we had these photos with no other people in them because we were the only people oh, all there. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Wow, interesting. By the way, uh, the Acropolis, um, I, I did the see Acropolis. it, and I didn't realize the brevity of it, but um, we watched the sunset from it, and then as the sun finally set, thousands of people just started applauding, uh, and I'm oh, not really huh? into like applauding a sunset or anything like that, but that moment was really special. Okay. That Way to go, well. God. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> oh, it's sunset. That's like, if I could pick anything, I'll watch the sunset. Yeah. Anywhere. Like, even in my own backyard, I'm like, oh my yeah. God, it looks so pretty. <laughs> There it goes. We're looking at a picture. It, it is quite. I, I do want to get awesome. there. I mean, yeah, again, you're talking about. You know what? I think I'd be blown. I hope I will be blown away by it. Is uh, I do want to go see the pyramids. I want to see the the, the Valley of the Kings. Mm -hmm. I do want to see. I mean, just going to the Franklin when they had the um, the Egyptian um, exhibit. I mean, and and a bench that was three thousand years old. Mm -hmm. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean it. I, I, that stuff blows me away. Some other people, it doesn't matter. But, I mean, for God's sakes, it's amazing. Dude, being in the Egyptian room at the Masonic Temple blew me away. Yes! <laughs> and then the press in that Grecian urn. Uh, what's, Wait, a what's a Grecian urn? About 250 an hour. Okay. <laughs> All right, so uh, according to this list, the number one, and I'm, i I got to see how they rank this. Yes. Uh, and uh, it's great. We've been there. but They, they rank it on ability to get drunk. But the, the absolute number one um, spot in Europe as far as uh, tourist 
attractions go is the Guinness Storehouse. Well, clearly from what you said that they've they've added a lot to it. Yeah. So they didn't do the phone thing with us. Mm. The, the most they let us do is drink out of the, well, they gave us right out of, Nick, that, that Spigot and Casey and Kathy and everyone listening, uh, <laughs> right at that purest point. Yeah, it's right, uh, right yeah. where they've, they've uh, brewed it and then it's all... Ready to go to the consumers. We came, got it right out of the giant vat. Yeah, uh, and yeah. the uh, the uh, the beer master uh, showed us how to pour it and how to drink it. And there, there's certain ways to drink it, believe yes. it or not. Yes. And he um, turned to you and said, "Who's the master now?" Yeah. <laughs> What's pretty, the temperature? Pretty awesome. Uh, that of, day, of the beer. Of the beer. Oh, I don't know. Did uh, they serve it like room temperature? It, it seemed to be room temperature. Yeah, ours was not like freezing cold. It wasn't uh, yeah. very cold. Yeah, it wasn't super cold. But um, yeah, but it's definitely wow. worth going. I'd love to go back to Ireland. It was oh God, such right, a good go. time. Uh, the We've one done thing, it twice. just don't have to do Dublin. Do do all of the. You yeah, know, Dublin's uh, nice, but uh, Newcastle yeah, you, West was you just, want to. Gorgeous. Get a taste of the uh, uh, of the smaller uh, and more intimate uh, side of Ireland. They can try little town. You got to go to the little towns. All right. Um, anyhow, let's take a break and come back in a minute. I've got some bizarre file stories. We got another run at Crumbum Cash coming up. We just had a thousand dollar winner a few minutes ago. Will you be the next? Hopefully so, because this is our final week of doing it. All right. It's up next at ten. We'll be back in a moment. President Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. With more and more area families struggling with food insecurity, Subaru of America is encouraging area companies to step up and make a difference with the Camp Out Business Challenge. The top business food donor gets a live on-site broadcast from the Preston and Steve Show. Second, a live broadcast from the legendary Pete Robert. And third, a $20,000 WMMR advertising campaign. Plus, this year, all business challenge participants will be entered to win an in-studio visit with Preston and Steve for your employees, no matter the size of your donation. Large or small, every donation helps fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. Visit WMMR.com for complete details on the Subaru Business Challenge from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. So we got three minutes till uh, Crumb Mom Cash. I'm not doing a three minute bizarre. Film. No, I just want, I won't do it's, it. It's, what do you want? I want to. I want a twelve minute. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I want a twelve minute. So we did a shorter one earlier. So I refuse. Uh, we're going to wait it out. I got a couple of shard outs that oh, I can do, though. Um, this one I am sad to pass along because it is uh, about a death in the family, but it's from a guy who has been sending us some great stuff for many, many years. Our, our buddy Harry Wood. Yeah. Uh, emails and texts in all the time. His father passed away. Aww. Yeah. Uh, Arie is how you say his name, I believe. It's spelled A R A R Y E H. Interesting. Um, and he passed away, he said, after several brave and hard years of COPD and respiratory issues. So he wants a couple of shout outs here. A shout out, he said, to one of the bravest men I've ever had the honor and privilege to call a dad. So that's a shout for his father. And a shout to the doctors and nursing staff at Lankanaw Hospital, Heart Pavilion, for making my dad's final days as comfortable as possible. He said, I particularly want a shout out to Dr. Elliot Friedman and nurses Chelsea and Monica. Um, for showing my dad so much love and consideration. Then he writes this nice little story at the end. He said, I wanted to share an ironically funny story that happened over the past week. As you can imagine, 
my family and I were under tremendous stress consistently going in and seeing my dad and comforting my mom. One morning, I was extremely tired. And as I walked past the nursing station, I absentmindedly said, good morning, it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I said, good morning, it, to the one of the nurses. And the nurse looked up and without missing a beat, replied, good morning to see oh, you. He said, I stopped. We stared eye to eye. And then, like the infamous scene in Step Brothers, I asked loudly, did we just become best friends? <laughs> and to which uh, he replied, yep. Uh, so I hope to write again soon under happier circumstances. Just wanted to share my happy moment despite all the grief going on right now. Cheers. And that is from Harry. So I wanted to pass that along. Sharts issued. Yeah. Uh, here's, um, let me see. I have another shart. I just got one. this one this morning. It says, hey, fellas, hoping for a birthday shart out uh, to Anthony Capelli from Vineland. He's 47 today. Thanks either way. His son, Ant Capelli, who is 13 years old. So here's a shart out to dad. And then... This is not a shard out, but I figured we had, you know, a minute or two to play with. And I wanted to mention this. I got this email from uh, Malanya, uh, who writes uh, in her subject title, Brazilian Steakhouse Bread. Oh, I saw this. Make at home. (laughs) And she says, hey, Preston, I heard you mentioned the little cheese breads that come with meals at a Brazilian steakhouse. My sister-in-law is from Brazil and introduced us to, and I'm going to incorrectly pronounces Pau de Cahill. She says years ago. It's spelled uh, P-A-O-D-E-Q-U-E-I-J-O. This is her sister-in-law? No, that's the name of the bread. No, no. Who who has this recipe? Yeah, sister-in-law. Well, doesn't have the recipe. Uh. She said you can buy it frozen and make it at home. Look for Brazi Bites. Brazi Bites. In the frozen section at your grocery store. They aren't quite as amazing as the restaurant version, but damn good. Brazi Bites. I'd be 100 pounds if I bought Brazi Bites. Okay. So so now I want to have, uh, I want to have this. I've never had this. Mm. This bread. Mm -mm Mm-mm-mm. Who will step up and drive a truck filled with it over here right now? <laughs> I will say you have it like when it comes out warm, like Preston said last week. That's that's the difference. Like Is it key? So yeah. I uh, there's no listen. I, I I love great bread. I love the bread of Bertucci's. I love the, you know whatever the bread, whoever has good bread. I've now you've made me so hungry for this bread. I've got to try it. Steve, there's a couple places in King of Prussia you can go to if you don't feel like going okay. into the city. Actually, there's mm-hmm. one in, um, uh, might be even closer to you, like, um, I think it's Ambler. Oh, all right. All right. Very good. But you got to type. Bratzi Bites. All right. Uh, we can do this now. It's time. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. All right. Our word is compete. C-O-M-P-E-T-E. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. And there are three ways to do that. You can enter it through WMMR.com or the MMR app or uh, via text to our special contest short code text number, which is 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest. Each winner gets a call from Beasley. Make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by Horizon Services. So the word again is compete, C-O-M. P-E-T-E. Enter it now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Final. 
All right, let's start with this. This is uh, really odd. People are trying to urge someone to do a very strange thing. Uh, and a lot of scratching their heads over a peculiar request. It's a petition urging billionaire Jeff Bezos to purchase and eat the Mona Lisa. To, to, they want Jeff Bezos to purchase and eat a painting. Yes, hmm. the Mona Lisa. Huh. Uh, the odd request comes from Kane Powell, resident of uh, Stevensville, Montana. Powell's rationale is as amusing as it is straightforward. By this logic, consuming the Mona Lisa would be a groundbreaking act shattering the barriers of what is deemed possible or acceptable in the world of art and culture. Mm. What started as a seemingly whimsical wish has gathered momentum with 18,868 signatures and counting. Uh, this digital movement, hosted on Change.org, may have begun in jest, but has transformed into a form of digital performance art. Housed at the Louvre, of course, in Paris, the Mona Lisa belongs to the French state. Some experts and evaluations have estimated its value to be worth more than $1 billion. Wow. Wow. And it's unlikely that the Louvre will consider selling it, but yeah, people it, are urging Jeff Bezos to. Maybe they know it'll it. be eaten. Yeah. My, a Montana man who was mauled by a grizzly bear that bit off the front of his lower jaw is ready to return home after five weeks in a Utah hospital. Jeez. A physician and his family said Friday during a news conference. Lucky to be alive. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Norlander, who answered most questions at the University of Utah Hospital by writing on a whiteboard. Uh, is looking forward to having a root beer float, reuniting with his Yorkshire Terrier, Sully, returning to the outdoors, and maybe even being able to attend the rivalry football game next month between the Montana Grizzlies. Ah. Be a bear, be a grizzly. And his beloved Montana State Bobcats, his daughter, uh, said that he's developed a whole new hatred toward the University of Montana referring to the team's mascot. Dude, uh, he should be dead. Norlander can speak briefly, but it hurts a little, he said, and he will need speech therapy. Uh, he didn't, I think I can decipher for him. He didn't want to take uh, questions about the attack because he wants to tell the story himself and write a book. Mm. And, Kathy, you'll like this. He'd like to have actor Cole Hauser from the Yellowstone ah. television series play right. his character in a movie okay. adaptation. Yeah. Oh, he's thought it out completely. <laughs> he has a full-on plan. He's even uh, debuting a lingerie line. Press. This is what he wants and a lingerie. Yeah, lingerie line. Know that. For the bare essentials. I love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I couldn't decide whether to put this in the connoisseur or stick it in the bizarre file. So I bring it to you here. It's the connoisseur file. There you go. That's it. Uh, and Kathy, you'll like this one as well. Uh, if slamming glasses of sparkling wine and orange juice with your best friends is how you spend your Sundays, uh, forgetting to place, uh, to uh, I'm sorry, forgetting to pace will now cost you more than your dignity at some restaurants. Two San Francisco Bay Area restaurants are cracking down on patrons who opt for their bottomless mimosa specials <laughs> with a threat of fees for vomiting or worse oh. on the property. Oh, my God. Okay, so they'll get dinged for vomiting. It's come to this. Okay. They've had to do <laughs> because this. Because people are so taking that bottomless thing it to heart. It is your fault. You're offering bottomless yeah. mimosas. They could fix that. 
Oakland's Kitchen Story put up signs letting customers know that they'd be charging a $50 cleaning fee for throwing up inside. And San Francisco area <laughs> home plate threatens the same $50 charge per person for incidents that occur as a result of intoxication. Used to be one of the great joys of my life, Preston. Uh, Bottomless mimosas and then go take a dump on the street. Uh, kitchen stories. I miss that town. That's uh, our, our buddy um, Tony, Bennett. Tony Bennett. Thank you very much. From the great beyond. Yes. It's yeah, so, Kathy, go ahead. It's so funny how these um, brunches start out. I recently went to one and like you're, you're, everybody gets together. You're all yeah. dressed up. You're ready to, you know, spend the afternoon. And then it, like, I mean, it ends with like people having to like roll you home and <laughs> put you to bed and take your shoes off. So Kitchen Story sign reads, Dear all mimosas. Where's my skirt? Please drink <laughs> responsibly and know your limits. A $50 cleaning fee will automatically be included in your tab when you throw up in the public areas. <laughs> Thank you so much for your understanding. Uh, Kitchen Story co the Kitchen Story co-owner said that um, he hasn't had to enforce the fee since posting the warning sign. Uh, now his workers don't have to worry about cleaning up human waste as much as they did before the policy first went into effect. Kathy, my favorite part about bottom bottomless mimosas is uh, slowly there's just less and less orange juice in there and well, by, the, by the end it's just champagne. Nick, and, and we were like, it started with, we'll take a mimosa and then I was like, oh, can you just do, yeah, and by the end it's like, just a splash of orange juice. Like, yeah. It's just, just like, oh, that's it. Like, we're good, we're good. Exactly. Can you just say the word orange juice over the drink? <laughs> Leave the orange over top. But yeah. you know what, the, the last one that I went to, I mean, the, the server said, we were like, no, we're not going to do the bottomless and he was like, look, if you're going to have like three, yeah, yeah. yeah it it's worth it. And, yeah. you know, when a mimosa is supposed to be half orange juice, so, you know, you're not even getting a full glass <laughs> of champagne. So we were like, okay, fine. And then it ended with just the teeny bit of orange juice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. And then one last story. Uh, an employee with a company that assists authorities in transporting dead bodies was arrested and fired after he allegedly tampered with one such scene last week. Right? Tampered how? Well, I'll explain. Ryan Smith was arrested Friday and is facing charges of burglary, criminal trespassing, and tampering with physical evidence. Uh, Smith was one of two people who came to collect the deceased Friday afternoon after a natural death at a residence. Later that day, Smith contacted the property manager saying that the sheriff's office had asked him to collect a life-size sex doll mm-hmm. that had been found at the scene so that it could be swabbed for a biopsy. Uh, the request was denied, but according to a... A state- sex doll being swabbed? for a biopsy? Yep. So, uh, a statement from the sheriff's investigator, the manager investigating noises at the residence, <gasps> found him there with the deadbolt locked and the chain secured with his clothes disheveled. Oh, yeah. The- You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing, baby. Oh, yeah. The documents <laughs> state that Smith left uh, saying that he would return with a warrant for the doll, and that's when the manager contacted police worried that he might attempt to break in and steal property from the residence. So it was a sex doll that yeah. he was banging. Oh, my God. Investigators returned the doll division to the scene and noted that items including a survival kit had been moved. Uh, the crime lab was called in to process the scene, collecting fingerprints from the kit in particular, and investigators were also planning to request DNA samples from the doll. Oh, man. All right, and there you oh, go. wow. That's what I have in the bizarre file for now. All right, it is nine minutes after ten, so you got roughly five minutes left uh, to enter the word compete. All right, compete. C-O-M-P-E-T-E. That that is our crumb bum keyword for the hour. We'll see if you win that uh, $1,000 cash prize. This is our last week of crumb bum cash. So oh, don't wow. Miss out on each and every opportunity that you get. All right, we'll take a break. Come back in a second. Stay with us. 
looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our Word of the Week prize, pretty cool little thing. We had John Cleese on the show not that long ago, and his live show is coming up on the 25th at the Kimmel Center. And we're going to have a four-pack of tickets for that and a photo op with Mr. John Cleese. We'll get the letter at the end of the program, which will be along shortly. Uh, Some other things, though, to do now and to give away. We're going to do a lesson question. We're going to give away a pair of tickets as MMR rocks. Our buddy, Bert Kreischer. It's the Tops Off World Tour, Saturday, April 27th. This is going to be in Reading at the Santander Arena. And the question that we will go with is this. Uh, and you know what? We'll do one from just a little while ago. All right. A Montana man returned home from the hospital weeks after a grizzly bear bit off his lower jaw. What clothing line will he be debuting soon? It's amazing. It's not a brand name. It's not a brand. It's a. Um, it's a. Um, how would you? A type of apparel. A, ca- a category of apparel. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. All right. Two one five two six three WMMR. Call if you know the answer. While you call, we do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. Ninety three three WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, this morning it is brought to you by Horizon Services. The heater tune-up from Horizon Services is only $59. And all October long, Horizon's team will donate $5 from every new tune-up booked to Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, book at HorizonEZBook.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, teen mom star Janelle Evans is facing charges of neglect after her 14-year-old son Jace ran away from home. At issue was taking away Xbox privileges, but Jace insists he had to put his foot down. There you go. No. Hey! Britney Spears' ex-husband, Sam Ashgari, says he has no worries about Britney's new memoir, saying he's already read it. Ashgari says Britney gave him an advanced copy and even threw in the crayons. No. So, oh, my fun. God. And despite lots of doubters, Jada Pinkett Smith doubling down on her claim that while Tupac Shakur was her soulmate, they were never lovers. Jada insists the closest they ever got was a 30 or 40 times his penis went spelunking in her vagina. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's <your> <laughs> 
Okay, let's see if you know the answer. A Montana man returned home from the hospital after weeks after a grizzly bear bit off his lower jaw. What clothing line will he be debuting? 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Anna and see if we can get the answer. Anna, good morning. Good morning. All right, what kind of a clothing line will the grizzly bear guy be debuting? <laughs> a lovely lingerie. Yeah. Lingerie. You got it, Anna. Hang on a second. We're going to set you up with a pair of tickets to see Bert Kreischer on the Tops Off World Tour Saturday, April 27th at the Santander Arena. And that's in Reading. And tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Prepare to be rushing by. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Save hundreds, even thousands on the ring of her dreams during the Family and Company Jewelers uh, Viragio Bridal Sale. It's October 26th, 27th, and 28th. It's Route 70 in Marlton, New Jersey. Over the weekend, Shinedown announced that their 2011 live album, Somewhere in the Stratosphere, will be available for the first time on vinyl. That'll be coming out December 8th, just in time for Christmas. Oh, exciting. The limited edition red, black, and beige splattered 4LP set includes the band's multi-platinum hit single, Second Chance, and their platinum single, If You Only Knew, as well as the covers of Foo Fighters' Times Like These and Leonard Skinner's Simple Man. Somewhere in the Stratosphere is comprised of two full live concerts, an electric set from the Washington State, uh, or from Washington State, and an acoustic set from Kansas City. Uh, so that's coming out on December 8th. Blink-182 just released another single from their upcoming album, One More Time. Their second in just a matter of weeks. The new track, Fell in Love was announced along with a sentimental clip featuring candid interview footage and archival video. Uh, It shows the band discussing topics that they've never talked about before. Uh, The new 17-track album, which is produced by Travis Barker, will be out on October 20th, which will be here in just a few days. Nirvana has released a video for the newly remastered version of Dumb, and it's from the upcoming re-release of In Utero. Uh, The clip does not include footage of the band. Uh, The 30th anniversary edition will include 53 previously unreleased songs and will be uh, released on October 27th. I understand the video is a a man with a mullet on a jet ski uh, (laughs) heading towards... No. I thought I the Tiger played. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maybe some contention on that. That was from Tiger King. That was so great. <laughs> guy just zipping. He's doing like 40 miles an hour flying on this watercraft. Hair flowing in the, in the breeze. And it didn't dawn on me right away that it was I have the Tiger. Tiger King. Yeah. Wearing his Oakley's. Uh-huh. Oh, looking all badass. Yeah. All right, so uh, back to Nirvana. All right. Uh, the 30th anniversary edition will include 53 previously unreleased songs. Did I already say that? And be available on October 27th? I don't know. Uh, in Utero is Nirvana's third and final studio album and their first to top the Billboard 200. Uh, originally released September... 21st, 1993, In Utero has since been certified six times platinum. In the six United times. Mm-hmm. Nine times. 
Uh, there's new music available from Judas Priest as well. The band dropped a single called Panic Attack in a promotion with their upcoming album, Invincible Shield. They do a cover of the sitcom theme Step by Step. Oh. Yeah. Which uh, is really cool. And very timely. Yeah. With uh, the Suzanne Summers passing. Yeah. About the new album, uh, guitarist Richie Faulkner said it's always exciting to hear the new Priest track. It's the new Priest track. He said because they become priest tracks when Rob Halford sings them. And you can hear that in Rob's yeah. voice right here. He's a chameleon. Uh, he went on to say the characteristic voice that we've uh, heard for decades singing new stuff. It's an incredibly exciting time and thing. So I uh, can't wait for the world to hear it. Uh, the new Judas Priest album will be out March 8th. So it's a little ways off. And then one last thing. Seven Dust previously released albums. Wait, no. Let's what? try this again. Who? Seven previously released albums from Seven Dust will be reissued as part of a box set uh, titled Seven of Seven Dust. It will be available in a collection of seven They're just trying to make it difficult on you. For $70. Yeah. Or nine LPs for $200. Kiss my ass seven times. Uh, the recordings range between 2005 and 2015 will be out on November 17th. And that is the last item I have in music news. That's it. All right, let's take a final break. When we return, we'll get that first letter of the day for the word of the week prize. We hand the reins of the radio station to our very more than capable ringleader, Pierre Robert. He's our Ben Hur. And uh, he's going to get your chance to win with uh, Crumb Bum Cash in that final week. We'll be back in a moment. President Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 13th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. With more and more area families struggling with food insecurity, Subaru of America is encouraging area companies to step up and make a difference with the Camp Out Business Challenge. The top business food donor gives a live on-site broadcast from the Preston and Steve Show. Second, a live broadcast from the legendary Pete Robert. And third, a $20,000 WMMR advertising campaign. Plus, this year, all business challenge participants will be entered to win an in-studio visit with Preston and Steve for your employees, no matter the size of your donation. Large or small, every donation helps fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. Visit WMMR.com for complete details on the Subaru Business Challenge from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. As we're wrapping up today's Monday morning radio program and a chock full one it has been. Um, by the way, it's continued to be just a beautiful looking day today. It's wonderful. Yeah. Can sunshine. we get some of this on the weekend? 62. Now, I'm afraid that is too bold of an ask, sir. You're not going to get it. It continues Saturday, Saturday, rain day Saturdays. That's been uh, October so far. And yeah. We got more of it planned for now, so we'll see. Let's see. It could change. We're, it, it can. The good thing is this Monday and things can change between now and then. A lot of times the forecast is a little bit tweaked by the time we get to the end of the week. But uh, it's beautiful today. 62 degrees, a little on the cooler side, but lots of sunshine. Uh, I want to thank, uh, first of all, we had Nick Picone. Yes. On, hey. Editor of PhillyInfluencer.com. Nice little chat about the uh, uh, viral videos that he's made. John Brazier. Hey. Hey. 
gosh, uh, the activities start tonight at the ballpark. It's very exciting. And um, uh, 8.07 start, but before that, there's all kinds of stuff that's going on uh, for you to participate in, whether you have tickets to the game or not. Uh, Ari Shafir hey! was on. Uh, the Wrong Side of History Tour <laughs> is Saturday, October 21st. This Saturday at Parks Casino. Ari's great, and uh, go see his show. And then finally, John Dorenzi. Hey! Hey! Needs a kidney. Hey! Uh, no, li- seriously, a good friend of ours. His kidneys have failed, and uh, he's going through dialysis, and he is awaiting uh, a kidney donation. We had him and John Edwards, who is the Clinical Operations Administrator of at Gift of Life. Hey! And he came on uh, to talk about um, essentially like the trade-up program yes. that you can do. You can donate. Um, uh, if you don't match the person who you want to get a kidney for, you can actually help them get closer to getting that kidney by donating to someone Phenomenal. else. It's I whole, had no idea this existed. Yeah, it's a whole program. and You can uh, bump someone that you're looking out for ahead on the list by doing that. I don't know about that, but... Uh, they actually said that, yeah. You get you bump someone so, out, oh, ahead on the list. Right, I thought yeah. you said meant out of the way. I thought you were joking. You can just yeah, we'll take you them out. You can choose yeah. who you, you want your, on the list. Stay out of the way here. Uh, but it's the Gift of Life donor program, and there's an event uh, celebrating John and uh, getting the word out about uh, living donors that is going to be taking place at Chickie's and Pete's in South Philly, and this will be November 18th. Uh, and we have the information available at presidency.com. It's an afternoon event, too, one to four, which is pretty cool. Um, and then we have one. I told you those were all our guests. I was wrong. No. Michael is our last guest Michael. of the day. Mikey. Oh, wait. Michael. Hang Mike. on. Michael. 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 With all of that, <laughs> hi Mike. That, that's a bit of a buildup. Hi Mike. Good morning, Ed. Michael, you'd sound pretty chipper. Why is that? Well, I just won a thousand bucks for. Oh, oh, yes, you did. You oh, Absolutely correct. There's another winner right there of a thousand dollars for MMR's Crumb Bum Cash. Nice job, Mike. You got to be pretty happy about that. Absolutely. Made my Monday, guys. Oh, nice. Of course. What's your last name, Michael? My last name is Regan. Right, Michael Regan. Regan. And where are you from, sir? Robbinsville, New Jersey. Awesome, yeah. buddy. All right. Well, we are very, very happy to give you $1,000 in cash. You got some bills you want to pay with that, or is this all for fun? What do you think? I'm going to play some golf on Sunday. Oh, smart man. I love it. All right, Mike, congratulations. Thanks for listening, brother. Thanks, guys. WMMR rocks. Yeah. That's another winner. And we're not done yet. It's the final week, but there are plenty of chances. It's the first day of the final week, which is pretty cool. And this man is going to shepherd you on to money territory today. That's right. Um, so this is our last week. So we had 25 chances. Now 24. Uh, if you count five a day times five, right? Yep. My math, right? Your math uh, is five, five, five times well, five is 23. 23 chances left now because we do it twice. Oh, oh right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah. You did it twice. Okay. 23. Thank you. Yes, sir. So we have 23 more chances, possible $23,000. Mm. Uh, we want as much of that company-wide cash to go to you, dear citizens, as possible. Absolutely. So um, Mike was very happy. Uh, I'll have another opportunity coming at noon. Brent and I do one together at three, and then Brent has another one at five today. Uh, also, oh, by the 
the way, I want to thank everyone who came out to the AIDS walk yesterday. We raised uh, over $200,000. That's amazing. Wow. Amazing. That was really nice. Uh, great day, beautiful yeah. walk, uh, wonderful vibe, and that was really cool. Um, and then we'll have Workforce Box today for uh, Billy Joel uh, and Red Hot Chili Peppers for Flea's birthday and Grateful Dead for Bob Weir's birthday. And it's also National Bosses Day. Mm. Um, so um, it will... I don't know what we'll do. Are going to do the Bruce? <laughs> is it a Bruce thing or a Bill Weston thing? Or is it a Bill Weston takeover? Uh, well, like... Any of those things could happen on this program between now as we set sail, as we leave the dock. One never knows uh, where we're going to, what kind of water we're going to hit. Could be calm sailing, could be very choppy waters. I've hit many an iceberg on the journey. You just spin uh, the wheel. Yeah, you spin the wheel and all full steam ahead and we'll see what happens. By the way, if, if uh, Pierre were to do a show with Bill yeah. mm-hmm. and then they would add Jackie, it'd be PB&J. I love wow. it. There you go. Yeah, That could work out wow. nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. The one sandwich you would never trade at the cafeteria. Never, wow. never, ever, ever. I like that. Mm. Okay. Um, all right, we need to get a letter from you, too. You ready for that? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. B as in boss. All right, B as in boss. And we have a four-pack of tickets and a photo opportunity with Mr. John Cleese, which is pretty awesome. Uh, his show, An Evening with the Late John Cleese, is coming up Wednesday, October 25th at uh, the Kimmel Center Academy of Music. And tickets are on sale now at KimmelCulturalCampus.org. I'll take this moment to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Wilmington University. Find your education home at Wilmington University. WilmU.edu. Tomorrow on this program, uh, this school, we're going to have Joe Gatto from uh, Impractical Jokers. Nice. He's no longer one of the Jokers, but uh, he does some stuff on uh, the side on his own, so we'll talk to him via Zoom. Uh, we also have the Philly Food Tasting oh. uh, taking place with Courtney McBroom, who is the food consultant for Lessons in Chemistry. This is that Brie Larson show that's on uh, Apple that's right. Plus. I yes. started watching it last night. It's really good, by yeah? the way. Oh, good, really good, good. good. yeah. Uh, and we'll have Tattoos Day and some other things as well. That is it. We are done. Ray John, have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the bye 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 When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, they mean it. Whether you're at the beach or in the mountains, Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform that simplifies selling to anyone from anywhere. Don't let the technical stuff slow your sales down. Because with Shopify, you can monitor inventory, track sales, fulfill and ship orders from anywhere with an internet connection. Join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide and start selling with Shopify today. Sign up for a $1 trial at shopify.com slash free 23. Shopify.com slash free 23.